classic Southern gospel and today's favorites, seven days a week on 97.5 Glory FM. Saints I know about have served you without any hurting me. In their suffering, they discovered your sufficiency. Maybe sacrifices were your sweetest blessings. Wait for me. If it takes a valley to really know your grace, or if it's in the desert where I'll meet you face to face. Then turn the path I'm driving to some dark and lonely place Cause if it takes a valley Then a valley's what I'll take Have I mentioned that I'm clinging to your promise That I'm safe within your will have I told you how it feels to face the enemy? I know you're greater still. Guess I had to walk through danger, Lord, so you could show the way you covered me with mercy and you'd never let me go. If it takes a valley to really know your grace, or if it's in the desert where I'll meet you face to face Then turn the path I'm driving to some dark and lonely place Cause if it takes a valley, then a valley's what I'll take Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. The following is a presentation of Team Glory Sports. This is Sunbelt League Baseball with your defending champions, the Gainesville Gold Diggers on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. 
Today's game is being brought to you by Conditioned Air Systems, Riverside Pharmacy, King Green, and by the Gainesville Gold Diggers. Now, live from Ivy Watson Field, here's Mike Wofford. Welcome to Ivy Watson Field tonight. This is Joe Gailey along with Vic Maslia. Maslia? Vic, good to have you with us tonight. Mike is at the station uh, running the board for us. Nathan's doing Bible school, so glad to have you with us. we got the Chattahoochee Monsters in the makeup game from last week versus our Gainesville Gold Diggers, a nine-inning game. Start about 6.35 tonight is our projected start time. Vic, good to have you with us. You've been doing some games, I understand, this summer over in Waleska and around the, the area. Yeah, mostly games at Waleska, but really excited to be here. Um, it's a good ballpark, different different change of view, yep. change of pace here. It is, with the softball complex over behind the baseball field here, the lake surrounding it because it goes from all the way around it, so it's a different setting, and it's, it's, it's nice out here. Some in the, and as Mike can tell you, the wind whips usually, as you look out right now, there's no wind at all. It's completely dead. Uh, so hopefully we won't have much wind. Look like we might have some rain moving in later, but it's very, very light, and uh, don't expect to see much of that at all. As they water down the field, the Gold Diggers have taken their infield. I don't think that Chattahoochee's going to do an infield tonight, guys, because they're down to 11 players. Big, this was their off week, and so uh, a lot of their guys have gone on vacation, gone down to Florida or wherever, uh, visit family this week. So they've only got 11 guys tonight. Yeah, unfortunately for the Chattahoochee Monster, down a couple guys. I guess more than a couple. Help. So. Um, Definitely a good idea not to take I.O. I think it drain a lot of players with how hot it is. Exactly. You, know, you and I were down there earlier, and, then, and Coach Colley and I were down there earlier, and it was pretty warm, uh, muggy, uh, a lot of haze up in the air, and it's clouded up some now and it's dropped the temperature, which is good, but it's uh, it's still kind of humid out there for sure. The uh, So far this season in Hainesville, the Gold Diggers are leading the league. They're 11-2. Uh, this will mark the halfway point after tonight. Uh, they'll be uh, either 12 and two or 11 and three. Hopefully, on the good side of that, 12 and two, leading the league right now. The Columbus Chattahoots are 10 and three, and the Monsters are eight and five on the season this year. They've uh, uh, they've three games back. Uh, they've lost one in a row as is their streak. The Gold Diggers have won six in a row, and nine out of their last ten is what they've won. They've had had to come back, win some games, had some close games. And uh, they've done a good job staying in the game for sure. Yeah, this Gainesville team is elite. I'm looking at my notes right now, and I actually have a staple because there's two uh, pages of notes for these Gold Diggers guys. Usually for uh, teams across the Sun Belt League, I only have one page of notes front and back. But this Gold, Gold Diggers team has got guys from pitchers to hitters and to great fielders, and uh, that's the reason why they're 11-2 this year. It's no surprise about it. Coach Mike Owens, the skipper of the team, manager, and Coach Chris Carpenter, they put together a good group. Of course, both of them former major leaguers, and Micah playing at Tech and then it, down at Tulane. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, connections, as I'll say, and I think that helps him a lot. He's, and he's got, I was writing down the lineup earlier, we've got like four or five guys from North Greenville. We've kind of become a, a, an offshoot of a North Greenville University team. But he's got a lot from him. He's got some Middle Tennessee, some from Georgia Tech, um, some from right up the road to Coal Falls. One of our starting pitchers will be from Coal Falls tonight. So a couple of guys from Auburn. <coughs> so it's a um, it's a diverse group, but he manages them well. We're, we're liable to see uh, three or four or five pitchers tonight. We usually do a couple of catchers, depending on how human can get. And um, 
Ought to be a good ball game for the for the uh, Gold Diggers tonight, I'm thinking. Yeah, you mentioned North Greenville U, a bunch of players out of that college playing here for the Gold Diggers. And not just that, but they've got guys uh, up and down their roster that are at big-time schools with Georgia Tech and Tulane. Of course, that's where Owings went. Um, besides that, a lot of Kennesaw State guys, um, mm-hmm. Auburn and Hayden Murphy, who's coming off a of player of the week. Yep. And I noticed that uh, uh, Hayden was, um, uh, or Kale Strickland, had been listed University of Georgia, but I saw earlier this week mm-hmm. that he is transferred or going to sign in with Auburn. Yes, I he is. Now. I did so see that too. Congratulations to Kale, and hopefully wish him good luck down at Auburn, and hope he does well down there. And he'll be joining a, a, a battery mate there, if you will, Hayden Murphy, uh, if they're pitching and catching. Uh, that might be why he's going, going into his battery mate. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, for sure, I'm sure yeah. they've definitely spent a lot of time here in the summer so far, uh, catching each other in pins, or I guess Murphy uh, – is getting caught by Strickland over there. But, yeah, I'm sure that could have been a um, maybe a swaying decision. They get to talk a lot here in summer ball, and they'll get to talk a lot in this, during the school year, and I'm sure they'll see each other um, a lot of practice games and maybe in real games that'll be an actual battery to play in big-time SEC games. Yeah, exactly right. You know, this is your is this your first year uh, doing this, Vic? Yeah, first, yeah. first year of baseball. Uh, what, what's your impression with the with the with the style of play and the, the league itself? Mike and I, because when they did away with rookie ball, we've kind of compared it to being a uh, rookie ball. ball is kind of, this is taking its place, um, as far as I, we're concerned. What we've talked about a lot because these guys are looking at a chance to make it to the big the big scope, make it to the next level, if you will. And uh, we've had a couple of guys from the uh, league to go on to the major leagues and so they're just wanting to keep that up yeah this league the one thing i've noticed about it is no team's ever out of a game there could be big leads and leads that you think would be turn into blowout games but just last night i was calling the waleska game they put up a seven spot there in the eighth inning they were down uh they were down by four or they once were down by five and i knew i said it the whole game i was broadcasting i was i was like they're not out of this game they put up a seven spot before they did it last night and they came back and won that game and waleska's three and eleven and you would say that's you know not the best of records and it's not by all means but it's a team that keeps fighting the wild things put up some wild games i'll tell you that well in gainesville when they went over there for their two games over there earlier this year they had one of those games where it was back and forth gainesville wound up winning one of the games i think it was 11 to 10 uh 10 to 9 11 to 10 and the second game they won you know it was it was a two or three run game and that's kind of like gainesville gainesville has, has lost two games this year they lost the opener uh here this year uh in a seven inning game and then uh, they lost another one that uh, in the last week they were up 11 to 2 against Brookhaven came back and only won 11 to 9 so you never can tell when people are going to come back things are going to come back and score like you said a seven spot on the board five spot on the board whatever and that can happen at any time they get the bats going and uh, have a big inning that can happen that's for sure yeah you mentioned that game versus the wild things that was a really crazy game it was two to two at this uh after the end of the second inning and then the wild things put up a four spot in the third and it was back and forth from there uh the game uh gold diggers eventually did win at 10 to 9 but it took the top of the eighth inning to get that final tally for the gold diggers and they eventually went on to win but like i said no teams out of any game here in the sunbelt league and like we said the gold diggers obviously maybe have some guys with at more power five high caliber schools but still even 11 and 2 this team could lose to any team in this yeah. league it really doesn't matter exactly and i, I think that that makes the the, the the league itself is very well balanced waleska even though they are three and eleven they've still got a good team over there alpharetta 
and Brookhaven, Atlanta Blues, the Crackers, everybody you know, can play. And on any given night, you've got to come out and play every night because on any given night you can lose if, you, if you're not careful for sure. And uh, if, you're, uh, if you're listening, hope, hope you're listening to us on 97.5 Glory FM. If you go to the Gainesville, GvilleGoldDiggers.com, that's their website. You can log on there and look at the YouTube. They'll have it hooked up here in a few minutes for Gainesville Gold Diggers, and you'll be able to watch the game live as uh, Dick and I call it tonight. So uh, the, as we get ready, the teams are, are managing together. Coach, uh, I call him Coach. Coach Jim Owens, Micah's dad's down, you know, talking, doing a little invocation and talking with the kids, inspiration stuff. And then uh, Chattahoochee's getting ready. Umpires have still not gotten here. Uh, they'll get here probably at the last second. That's usually the case. Yep, get here in mid-play. They all have jobs. Yeah, Coach Jerry said he saw them up on the, in the parking lot a few minutes ago. So we'll see them come on down in a few minutes. And, you know, we talk about pitching and hitting uh, earlier. And if you look at, at Gainesville, they've got eight guys over 300. Uh, that includes three over 400 and two over 500 batting this year, season. And uh, they've done very well with that. You've got from uh, Jeremiah Boyd. All the way from Matt Rose is batting 535, and so they're uh, they're having a good uh, good season this year. You yeah, it, it, it takes you a long time to go down to the list and find a guy that's hitting under 300, which mm-hmm. is a great problem to have as you're going down this order and this stat line. It is, and you know the thing about it is, is is you look at the guys that are still on down the line, and Theo Bryant. You know, some folks I might say he's struggling. Theo has not had the the year that he had last year, but we look at the end of last year, and the end of last year, Theo lit it up. The last eight or ten games, Theo just came alive, and I'm hoping that'll happen for him now. He'll just wake up and, and go out. He's in the lineup tonight, and hopefully he'll just catch fire and start to really doing really doing something. David Lewis has been playing a good first. He's only at 222, but he's been playing a good defensive first base for the Gold Diggers also. So uh, that, and we've got Hayden Murphy, uh, or excuse me, Kyle Roper will be pitching starting pitching tonight. Roper, his ERA is .79. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we come back in a few minutes. Uh, still got a few minutes before we get to the National Anthem. The I um, would like to say congratulations. They uh, Last time we were here, they introduced and uh, recognized the 8U, 10U, and 12U uh, all-star youth league, little league teams here in Gainesville. Are they, are they playing out there? That's probably them practicing or something. The 8U team actually won the state championship over at uh, the City uh, Park wow. last week. Uh, uh, the GRPA, Georgia Recreation Parks Association, they won it. Uh, the state tournament last week, so congratulations to them. It's a coach pitch division. Congratulations to them. And the eight, the 10s and 12s played on last week and into this week before the fourth guy here for sure. So we've got uh, umpires have showed up. They're going to meet here, I'm sure, in a second, go through their regular stuff. As uh, they're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and give the starting lineups for this game. Chattahoochee Monsters are 8-5. and five. Johnny Eaton is the head coach. Starting off for them, batting first and playing shortstop is number 16, Brooks Parkerson. Batting second, wearing number three, is the pitcher, designated hitter tonight, Justin Veloz. Then batting third, Luke Hasty. He's playing right field and wearing number two this evening. Cleanup man, the third baseman, wears number 15, Chase Evans. Then you've got uh, next, Zion Morris, the center fielder, wears number 22. Batting next is Jay Kehoe. He wears number 25. He's the catcher. And batting seventh is Jonathan Williams, the left fielder. He wears number 34. Colton Dempsey wears number 27, and he'll play first base for the Monsters. Batting ninth is Tanner Martin, number the EH, number 23. And batting 10th, number 21, Noah Jones. He'll be at second base this evening. 
for the Gold Diggers. The lead, leading Gold Diggers, 11-2 on the season. They'll lead off with Bryce Roddy. He wears number four. He's the shortstop this evening. Batting second, playing second base, number six, Matt Rose. Batting third, the catcher, number 23, Jeremiah Boyd. Batting cleanup, the first baseman, number 27, David Lewis. Then in left field, you'll have Zach Zara. Zach wears number 20. Batting next is Brady Moore, the third baseman. He'll be wearing number seven. Then at uh, the seventh position, you'll have Kale Strickland, the EH. He wears number 16. Then eighth position, number 21, another EH, Hayden Murphy. Then in the ninth position, Theo Bryant, right fielder tonight, number 15. And then in center field tonight, Kyle Henley will bat 10th, and he wears number three. Pitching for the Gold Diggers, Kyle Roper, number 31 tonight. So there's your starting lineups as coach gets ready. They're going over the ground rules as we speak. The next week, if you're... uh, Love to have you out here. They're going to have a big fireworks show after the game. We'll be here Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Mike and I will. They'll have Waleska Wild Things in here on Monday and Wednesday. Friday and Saturday will be the Alpharetta Aviators, as I call it, round two. They'll actually finish up this uh, tonight. Will be the, or this weekend will be the round, the first round. And then they'll uh, they play everybody on at their place twice and at home twice and play 28 games in the regular season before the playoffs. They continue to go through their ground rules now. There are three new guys umpiring tonight, and uh, Vic hadn't seen these guys here this year. I haven't seen them where I've been either. So this is a makeup game. That might be why we haven't seen them. It's a new time to see them. Yep. So anyway, they're they're going over ground rules, making sure they know where everything is, the ins and outs and the fence closures and all that good stuff. So uh, we'll – we're going to wait and take the break there in the National Anthem here in just a minute. And I know Coach Jerry McCauley is going to be – Announcing the starting lineups here shortly, and then we'll be getting started. Mike, if you will, let's take a one-minute timeout. Well, let's hold it right here. They're shaking hands now, so he's fixing to announce the starting lineups, and then we'll come and get do the national anthem right after that. Chattahoochee Monsters, as I was down the dugout, I noticed their their logo. I was looking for a cute little monster, and it actually looks like a skull head of a cow or steer with with horns on it. It's what their logo looks like. It's kind of interesting to see. The Last week, this is the game, makeup game, game that we got rained out last cool week. And part of, it was supposed game. to be part of a doubleheader. And will be a nine-inning game. And the Gold Diggers will be the home team in this game. Leading off will be the shortstop number 16, Brooks Parkerson. The do you have you got some stats for Chattahoochee? I'm guessing, right? Yeah, got plenty. I know there there are eight. And five on the in season. Right field, um, Coach uh, Jerry, and they team. actually play at Golden Park, same place as at the, the base, uh, Columbus. Uh, yes, the, the, the Colum- so, uh, Columbus Chattahoots. Chattahoots, yep, correct. Your and they've got the, they, the owner of the Chattahoots North. bought the other team that was over in Alabama, Chakalaka, on last year. Now they all play together there at one field. And, um, you know, so they, they have a, a nice location down there. So 2,500, 3,000 people, nice place close to the river Williams. down there. And we're kind of close to the river because, as we say, close At to the lake base, here. So uh, nice, uh, nice area here tonight. Dempsey. 
If you're watching this on YouTube, when you're going to get started with that, you've got the monsters are in their black tops with the white bottoms, white numerals outlined in gold, gold, brim, and black hat. The gold diggers will be all in black tonight, which I bet's pretty warm. And red with gold trim, black and gold hats. So they're both going to be warm. If the sun was out right, they'd really be hot. Yeah, sure, they sure would. And they're lucky that it's the humidity that's getting them and not the heat. Because like you said, those black, all black uniforms, that would be really torturous to try to wear those during the hot Georgia sun. And on their two two home games, they'll they'll wear all black one game and all red the next game. That's how they do it. So that's that's what they do. As we... Get ready here for the national anthem as he finishes up the games. Batting order. And uh, when I look at the Chattahoochee Monsters, um, most of their guys from down in in southwest Georgia, Columbus, in Phoenix City, Georgia. They got one kid from Lawrenceville. They got a kid from over here in northwest Georgia, Sharpsburg, Georgia. Um, Salem, Alabama. They got a kid from Hickory, North Carolina. So they've kind of scattered out where all they are. Sunbelt Conference Pitcher of the Week. And and biggest guy to look for for the monsters is is actually going to be Jackson Yoxtimer. That's Yoxtimer spelled Y-O-X-T-H-E-I-M-E-R. And he's only got 21 at-bats compared to some guys who have uh, well over 30 at-bats. But he's got 11 base hits, which is four more than the next best guys who have just seven base hits. So not that many at-bats, but plenty of base hits for Yoxtimer. He's got a double, no more extra base hits. We'll go take our two-minute timeout for the National Anthem. Will you listen to the Gold Eagle Baseball on 97.5? Glory, FM. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And Charlie, if we don't want to be an involuntary blood donor, what do we need to do this year? Well, call King Green, of course. Our mosquito program is ongoing. We take care of the mosquitoes in your outdoor living areas and keep those safe, hospitable, and Keep most of the mosquitoes out. It really works. It's a great program. Give us a buzz. Make your time outdoors more comfortable with help from King Green. Check them out today, kinggreen.com, or just give them a call, 770-536-7611. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Northeast Georgia Physicians Group offers complete orthopedic care from common fractures and sprains to surgery and joint replacements. Our team of experts, including fellowship-trained surgeons and sports medicine specialists, are skilled in diagnosing, treating, and preventing injuries. They give 100% so you can too. Learn more and schedule an appointment today at ngpg.org slash 100. 
Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball is on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Back here at Ivy Watson Ball Field, the Gold Diggers have taken the field. Defensively for the Gold Diggers, Zach Zara will be starting in left. Kyle Henley in center, Theo Bryant in right. Third to first, Brady Moore at third, Bryce Roddy at short, Matt Rose at second, David Lewis at first, and the battery tonight, Jeremiah Boyd will be doing the catching. Kyle Roper, number 31, will be doing the pitching this evening. For the Monsters leading off, you'll have Brooks Parkerson, the shortstop, where's number 16, followed by number three, Justin Velos, and then number two, Luke Hasty. Parkerson from Midland, Georgia, down close to Columbus, and he'll be leading it off, the right-hander, Where's number 16 as Kyle Roper finishes up his warm-up tosses. As I mentioned a moment ago, that Gainesville's all in black tonight. And the Monsters are in their black tops with their white pants. I think a lot of them get a little dirty yeah. out there after they wet the field. You know, fake Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm more worried that, that it'll be kind of confusing when runners are on. Who's a gold digger and who's a monster? <laughs> Both wearing those black tops. Have to see the white pants, won't exactly. you? Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That could be a little confusion. I think the gold might help them stand out because the game's gold is a little bit brighter than the Monsters' gold is. They finish up. Jeremiah Boys tossed down to the bag to Matt Rose. Umpires as a sign by the Sun Belt League. Step in. Brooks Parkinson. Brooks Parkinson. Stand up. Stand in first. As we get ready for the first pitch. PA, the music man goes silent, and we are ready for action here from Ivy Watson. Hazy afternoon, Vic, and the little clouds have rolled in now, so it's not bright and sunny like it was. But as Brooks and Jeremiah have a conversation there at home plate, the right-hander stands in. Parkinson awaits the first pitch from Roper. Here it is. Outside, 1-0. What we've said, what I've seen a lot of this year is they'll start off one and zero or zero and one, and and depending on that first pitch, you may go that way. This bottom of the inning also. The one zero pitch is strike on the corner, one and one. Everybody regular depth. The grass is pretty green here at Ivy Watson. Had a lot of camps going on. I understand. The one one pitch hit him, came inside, hit him right there on the hip. So Parkinson. Will go down. That looked like it might have hit him on the elbow there, Vic. Yeah, just grazed him. And interesting because Roper got that outside corner on the last pitch previous to that and then tried to go inside on the batter, Parkerson, and Mm -hmm. just too far inside. And I think, yeah, right, caught his arm, forearm, or maybe his elbow. I think he was in there and it came in a little bit too, too, and came in there and got that right elbow or something. So, new up now, Justin Belos, pitcher, designated hitter this afternoon from Columbus, Georgia. Justin, the left handed hitter. Number three. And they get taken off of all of his extra equipment down there, giving it to the first base coach. Can't see how many hit-by-pitches Roper's had. He's only had two free passes, though, 19 mm-hmm. strikeouts. Wow, that yeah. ratio is pretty dang good. Yeah, he's done, done, done well this year throwing the ball. He looks in, gets his sign from Jeremiah. The pitch. Uh, and outside, 1-0. and Roper, he's pitched 11.1 innings this year. Eight, giving up eight hits, one earned run, 
Two runs total, one earned run. YZRA is at .79. The 1-0 pitch now outside, 2-0. And, and I'm, I'm even more impressed uh, by the fact that he's 2-0, and o, which is mm-hmm. which is huge here in the Sunbelt League. It's very hard yeah. to get a win, yep. considering that most starters don't go, what, five innings? Five innings, exactly. Well, he's 2-0. and o. He's got 19 strikeouts versus two walks. Strike on the corner. Two balls, one strike now to Justin Belos. On deck is Luke Hasty. Looks like Jeremiah Boyd still sporting his Middle Tennessee State catching gear. <laughs> He's worn that, that blue all season long. It doesn't really go with the – I guess everything goes with black. But. That's it. That's it. Back over to first. Back in time is Parkerson. Got under the tag from Lewis. Three-man crew officials here. That's what we've used all season. I'm glad that we do that. Last year, some games we only had two, and I think that extra set of eyes in the rotation helps when you have multiple base runners. Toss over again is a little high to Lewis, and Parkerson back in under the throw. And a third say. Both guys disagreeing with each other. you got another one in there to break the tie. <laughs> there you go. Never thought about it that way, but there you go. That's, I like that. Two balls, one strike to Velos. Roper looks in. The pitch. Outside corner, strike two. Two and two now. Two balls, two strikes to Justin Velos. Velos, like I said, is pitcher, designated hitter. They're down to just a couple extra guys this evening due to vacations. And this this was originally their off week where they didn't have any games. And games were didn't play Monday and Tuesday, so this was the time they could make it up. Swung on a miss. Struck him out. So out number one here in the top of the first inning with a strikeout by Kyle Roper. As to his strikeout total, gives him 20 now on the season. Brings up Luke Hasty, right fielder, number two from Phoenix City, Alabama, right across the river from Columbus. Roper looks in, gets his sign, the pitch. Line drive out into left center. Kyle Henley on the run, makes the grab for out number two. I tell you what, uh, Kyle can get on it out there. He's a Georgia Tech prospect from over in Cumming, Georgia. Played at Denmark James High School. And got, he just makes his strides look nice and easy out there, doesn't he? I was just about to say he's like gliding over there to make that grab. It was, seemed very easy. For me, running out there, it would not be so easy. <laughs> I make that same call when I'm at, when the guys are on first base. I'll say they got a four-step lead, which would be about eight for me. So <laughs> I understand totally. Two outs now. Brings up Chase Evans, the third baseman, number 15. Left-handed hitter awaits the pitch. Throw over to first, a little bit closer to play. But the Parkinson gets back underneath. Evans from Lawrenceville, Georgia, kind of close to home. Open stance in the left-handed batter's box. The pitch from Roper. Runner goes out into center field. Henley on the run, grabs it as he slides into short center field for out number three. So four men come to the plate, three men are retired. No runs on no hits. One man left on base. After a half inning, your score is zero for the Monsters and the Gold Diggers coming to bat. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call conditioned air systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at conditionedairsystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. 
I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson. As the bottom of the first is upon us, Gainesville will send up Bryce Roddy, Matt Rose, and Jeremiah Boyd here in the bottom of the first inning. Defensively for the Monsters, Jonathan Williams in left, Zion Morris in center, and Luke Hasty in right. Third to first, Chase Evans at third, Brooks Parkinson at short, Noah Jones at second, and Colton Dempsey at first. Jay Kehoe is the catcher. We saw him catch last week, and Justin Velos. Velos we saw play in the field last week, and he'd be pitching tonight. He's Pulling double duty as pitcher and designated hitter tonight is the yeah he sure he sure is and not just designated hitter but he's in the two hole so he's definitely a prominent bat in that monsters lineup and he's got to go on the mound and hopefully give him at least three or four innings try to eat up as as much as he can with the kind of short staffed monsters team looks like there's maybe four or five guys in the dugout and three of those are coaches so (laughs) Bryce Roddy will come up Bryce shortstop number four from Travelers at Rest South Carolina North Greenville University. Bryce is batting 357. He is 10 for 28 on the season. The left-hander waits. Pitch on the outside corner is outside. 1-0 to Roddy. Roddy was 2 for 7 this weekend. That one bounced up here and went over our heads. 2 for 7 against, uh, what was that? That was the uh, Blues, oh, or it. the Bucks, the excuse Bucks. me, the Bucks okay, this Bucks. past weekend. Gotcha. Drove in three runs. Ooh, that one almost got him as he came inside, and he had to had to shrink up. It's a little bitty right there as he dodged that almost hit by pitch. Three and no count now. Nilos looks in. Here's the pitch. Right down piece three. Three and one to Roddy. Bryce played an integral part in the championship season last year and looking to do the same this year. The 3-1 pitch. Outside corner, 3-2. and two. Really good pitch by Velos, painting the corners there. Not really giving Roddy anything good to hit. Nice to home run, seven RBIs on the season. The payoff pitch. Low, walked him. So first base runner for Gainesville is on with a walk. And that will bring up Matt Rose, leading hitter. For the league as well as the gold diggers. He's a second baseman from Clearwater, Florida. Played his college ball at University of South Florida. Where's number six? Matt leading the team at 535 batting average. 23 for 43. Three home runs. He's tied for the league in home runs. Has nine RBIs. Wow. That wow, I mean you cannot believe my eyes what I'm seeing right here. He's uh, he's he's been playing well for the diggers so far this year. First pitch has a line drive right up the pop. Center fielder had him played perfectly. That's going to be Morris for out number one. He hit right on the beam, but right at Morris for a fly out to eight. If you're scoring at home, that's number one out now with one Jeremiah on. Boyd. Jeremiah Boyd now the catcher. Where's number 23 from Harrisburg, North Carolina? Plays his college ball at Middle Tennessee State University. 
not to dwell on the past, but Rose with three home runs. And I caught a glimpse of him. He's not a big guy. He's not big. He, he's about the same height as I am, he and I. He came up and interviewed with us with Mike last week. First pitch to Boyd from Velos. Here it is. Huh? 1 0. Roddy, or excuse me, Boyd is 324 on the season, 11 for 34. Two home runs, 12 RBIs. Jeremiah stands in, awaits the 1 0. Strike at the knees, 1 1. And uh, yeah, I know you probably hadn't seen him play, but other than the games over at Waleska, but he's really, really done a great job for catching for the skipper this year, Mike Owens. Uh, can, can throw a BB down to second base first. He's called a couple of guys off first, uh, leaning too much to second, and he's just done a yeoman's work back there. The ground ball out to the shortstop. Parkinson picks it up, flips over to second. They get one, and they got the second one or the double play over to Dempsey for a twin killing of 6-4-3, and that's three up. And that'll be the After three outs, the and there's no runs no on, score. no hits, one man left, uh, no man left on base, and that's the end of one, no score from Ivy Watson. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen unless you call Conditioned Air Systems now. Hi, this is Brooke, and these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. And after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson, and go to the top of the second, no score. As Gainesville, each team's had a runner on base. Gainesville was a race with a double play, and due up for the Monsters, Zion Morris, Jay Kehoe, and Jonathan Williams here in the top of the second inning. You know, it, and it might be tonight, Vic, we might see a, a, a quick game because they've been off all week. They've been off all week till tonight. And I think I understood talking to one of the coaches that they've been hitting a little bit, but don't know how much fielding they've done. So it might be a quick game. It might be a pitcher's duel tonight. Yeah, I honestly really didn't expect it. I thought with Thalo's pitching that the Gold Diggers would get on him early. Obviously, it's only been one inning, but from what we saw, he faced the minimum and got the double play. Mm-hmm. That's huge for him. The one thing was just that leadoff walk, and if he wants a productive night, he's got to limit the free passes. Got to leave him the free passes. Exactly right. Zon Morris from Alexander City, Alabama, center fielder. Number 22 will stand in. The right-handed hitter will step in. Zion made the one out in the outfield in the bottom of the first inning. On the ball hit out there to Matt by Matt Rose. First pitch by Kyle Roper. Curveball stayed up high. 1-0. One ball, no strikes. Top of the second inning. The pitch from Roper. 
Stayed a little high. Two and oh. Two balls, no strikes now. To Zion Morris. Two oh pitch. Stayed high. He's missing high on everything right now. The ones he's missing. Yeah, and too high for Boyd to try to at least give him a little bit of help with the yep. frame, but mm-hmm. it's really tough. Going high to low is much, much tougher than going low to high. The 3-0 pitch. Here it is. Stayed out. Call strikes out. Call strike one on a pitch that I call had ball four. <laughs> yeah, it looked a little bit uh, of a generous call, and it's kind of been what's happening this at least the first inning. Kind of had a generous strike zone. The 3-1 pitch. There's one that hit the fence back over here, fouled off to our right. Well, what we've seen this year is just, uh, and we call it the, the Sun Belt League strike zone, and, and I've kind of seen it not just here but around the league. They call the corners. Mm-hmm. The payoff pitch now from Roper to Morris. He's not getting anything he likes from Boyd. No, he hesitated a lot there, didn't he? Outside, ball four, walked him. Probably should have gone with the first couple of uh, <laughs> options that Boyd was giving him. Exactly. When they hesitate that long, I'm kind of like, go ahead, don't shake him off. Take it, take it. Number Let's go. 25. All right. So Kehoe. run off, leadoff man, Garner's a walk. We'll have Jay Kehoe, the catcher. And where's number 25, another left-handed hitter. They're loaded with left-handed hitters. No, aren't they, Vic? Yeah, and it's great because we've seen a lot of teams with uh, their lineups just stacked with righties. And righties. And, mm-hmm. Just to shake things up a bit, especially if you stack them right, you know, in between right-handers, that's the best thing to do. Swung on a miss to the big swing by Keogh right there, 0-1-1. And the Monsters did play earlier in the week. They played on Tuesday. I'm guessing that was a makeup game because it was just one game with the Blues. I wonder if they had a short staff for that, too. Probably did. The old one squares the butt. It's right back over our head here. 0-2 now. And you, and you mentioned Boyd lasting a little bit this inning, and you could just tell by his presence. He was a grad student last year for Middle Tennessee State, and he kind of just stands behind the plate, and you could tell that he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned his throw down to second. I saw a couple of those in Waleska. He really does got a good arm. 0-2 count. Outside corner call strike three for the second strikeout of the day for Kyle Roper. First one looking. One in each innings now. That'll bring up one man out now, one on. Jonathan Williams, the left fielder, number 34, will come to the plate. Jonathan Williams in the right-hander batter's box. He's from Sharpsburg, Georgia. Sharpsburg, Georgia is home to several turf farms here in the state, and they service a lot of folks. The throw over to first back in time is Zion Morris. Zion looks like he's quick enough to be a threat there on the base pass. Roper looks in and gets his sign from Boyd. The pitch outside corner. Jeremiah tries behind him and just misses it. David had come in about two steps towards home plate. Had he been back at the back, they might have got him with a swap tag. I was just about to say, you're right. He was just a little bit too far in to receive that uh, ball from Boyd and just couldn't make the tag. One pitch now. Roper looks in. Here it is. Runner goes. Boys goes down. And safe. Ooh. Had to bounce down there, but they're going to call it safe. And I wonder if uh, the first base umpire is going down. They're going to move him over. Push the guy was that second over there as far as the umpire positions. It was interesting that after 
I'm surprised that nobody said anything because when Jeremiah was releasing, the batter kind of swapped up there with the bat, and I was like, what is that? Interesting. So, yeah, protecting mm-hmm. his runner, and they did a good job. Boyd barely missed him. I thought he got him, though. It was a really good throw, one hop down to second. The 0-2 now with a runner at second. Williams waits. There's a line drive down the right field side. Foul into the Gold Digger bullpen. Surprisingly enough for Morris, that was just his fifth steal of the year. Um, that ties Parkerson with five steals. That leads the team. But we've seen a lot of guys now with um, almost double-digit steals so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. I know last year Gainesville had a bunch of steals. They haven't had as many this year early. Just six mm-hmm. for Matt Rose, who has the highest tied with uh, Henley. The 0-2 pitch now. Here it is. Tapper out to the middle. Third baseman comes over. That's Moore. Throws over to first to Lewis for out number two. Runner advances. Morris over to third. And I have two outs now. Nice play by Brady Moore to come in off that little two-hopper and get it on the grass and throw a BB over to David Lewis for out number two. 5-3 if you're scoring at home on the put out. Colton Dempsey, the first baseman, now comes up. Colton wears number 27. Colton listed as a pitcher on the roster with the left-hander having to play a little first base tonight. Runner at third is Morris, the pitch. Stayed up high, 1-0. little wind blowing out there from right to left now, coming off the lake. Well, a little rain back over in northwest Georgia. Hopefully it'll stay over there. Throw my pitch. Outside corner, strike one. One and one. Dempsey does not really look like a pitcher. It looks like a regular left-handed batter. Yeah. Tonight playing first first mm-hmm. base, which is probably good for a pitcher. Well, if he's down to eleven or twelve players, he's probably like, okay, where have y'all played? <laughs> and good for him. A lot of these guys are um some of them just months out of high school, years out of high school, so definitely not foreign to it. He's only a couple of years out, plays his college ball at Wallace State. There's a line drive. Oh, Right by, or right under Bryce Roddy's glove. He thought he had it. And going to be a single. I'm looking at the scorekeeper. Or an error. Error. Going to be an error on the shortstop. And run scores. One to nothing now. Monsters here in the top of the second inning. Definitely an error. A good call by our scorekeeper over here. Uh, But that ball, I think that Rose just misplayed it. Thought he could uh, catch it. Right before it hit the ground, if anything, I think he should have just taken one step forward mm-hmm. and gotten that ball kind of right eye level with him. Well, Rod, Roddy's at short, and he, he kind of stood there waiting on it. The pitch now is Tanner Martin, the extra hitter. Where's number 20, 23 is at the plate now. But Bryce was kind of waiting on it to get there, and I think it looked like the bottom might have dropped out of it. Right as it got to him, and boom, it was out in the outfield. That top spin. Mm-hmm. Swung on the mist. Strike two. That, like, low-looping drive. Yeah, you're right. That topspin mm-hmm. kind of made the ball dip down right at the last second. And for those of you that's watching at home on, on the YouTube channel, if you saw him swing, it looked like it probably had topspin on it from the, hitting it out there. It probably what messed Bryce up there at shortstop. The pitch to Martin. Here it is. Fouled off the catcher's mask on Jeremiah Boyd. I give Jeremiah a breather for a minute as the home plate umpire goes out and tosses the next ball to Kyle Roper. You know, I've seen a lot of good sportsmanship between the players and the umpires this year, uh, Vic, is they something like that when he thinks the catcher might be shaking up or when they actually are shaking up. We've seen a couple of batters shaking up this year and 
umpires really deal with it well, I think, in our league. Exactly. I've seen the same thing down in Waleska at Georgia State. Um, and like you said, the same thing happens with an umpire that gets buzzed in the head a little bit. And We had that here a few weeks ago. The 0-2 pitch. Swung and a missed. Struck him out. So that'll be out number three. One run scores on no hits, but an error and one man left on base. At the end of one and a half, the Monsters lead it one to nothing. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635 Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, I often hear you talk about aeration. I'm wondering, why is that so important for the lawn? Aeration relieves compaction in these heavy clay soils. It'll also let some roots grow. It just makes your lawn healthier and happier all year long. Please give us a call when you can at 770-536-7611 or kinggreen.com. Take care of it, folks, because they know what they're doing. Over 35 years locally owned and operated by this guy right here. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. And we're just a swinging here from Ivy Watson uh, as the PA playing a little John Anderson on the PA in between innings here. David Lewis, Zach Zara, and Brady Moore do up here. Four, five, and six hitters for the Gold Diggers. David Lewis from Honoree, South Carolina, North Greenwood University guy. David wears number 27 playing first base tonight. Steps in there and moves some dirt around over there next to the inside part of the batter's box. David stands in. Lewis batting 222. First pitch to him is swung on a missed. 0 and 1. Lewis 222 on the season. 6 of 27. Two RBIs, a home run. Strike over the high corner. 0 and 2. So Velo's getting ahead of him quick here in this inning, isn't he? Yeah, it looks very comfortable out there not being a Solidified pitcher, I guess. Ground ball down into the fence of the dugout of the Monsters. Yeah, you don't. Uh, Velos has played the position player, and he's pitching tonight to bounce that one up there. Now it is one ball and two strikes on deck. Man, Zach Zara goes over, picks it up for the umpire, tosses it back to him. Velos played right field on Tuesday versus the Blues. Mm-hmm. I was thinking he was an outfielder when we saw him last week. There's a ground ball tap foul over the third base side. One ball, two strikes still. I don't know if he's using his outfielder's glove. It looked kind of small to be an outfielder's glove. He might have a pitcher's glove when he play with a small one there. Yep. One, two pitch as Velos looks in to his battery mate, Kehoe. That one almost hit him. Came inside. Two balls and two strikes. He's working really quick, too. Mm-hmm. He's not taking a lot of breaks, and I guess it's helping him so far. We've noticed that with several pitchers. We'll talk about that in a second. The 2-2 pitch. Ground ball between the 5 and 6 hole for a base hit. David Lewis reached out there and hit that one solidly for a nice base hit into left field. Zach Sarr now, first base hit. Our first hit of the game for either team. 
And Zach Zara, left-handed hitter, wears number 20. Left fielder from Greenville, South Carolina. Plays his college ball at North Greenville University. Left-hander awaits the pitch from Velos. High, 1-0. One ball, no strikes. Nobody out here, bottom of the second inning. The Monsters lead it by one. The pitch. Outside corner, one and one. Zara just has four hits on the year, one of them being a home run. He's mm-hmm. driven in four as well. Only 19 at-bats, though. Now, he came in late with North Greenville and got here a little bit late. Some of the other guys, that one's outside, two and one. And and that's if you see numbers change when we look at, at stuff like stats like that, that usually means that their college team made it on to their classification, whether it was the men's college World Series or whether it was NAI or Division Two, whatever. So. The 2-1 pitch now from Velos. Here it is. Outside corner, 2-2. Two and two. I know a lot of guys from Dartmouth got back late. Um, mm-hmm. Aviators and Waleska had a Dartmouth guy that didn't come until I think the second or third uh-huh. week. They they use terms up there in Dartmouth. So they don't get off till I think, first week of June. Wow. How about that? The 2-2 pitch by Velos to Zara. Here it is. Way outside. Fills the count up, 3-2. and two. Man on first, Lewis, with the first base hit of the game. David stands down there. He's being checked at first by Colton Dempsey. Both of them, both those guys wear 27. Coincidence? The payoff pitch, here it is. Line drive, base hit. Will it get down? He does. Solid base hit into right field for Zach Zara. So to back-to-back base hits, put a runner in first and second with nobody out here. In the bottom of the second. I don't know if you saw David Lewis, but he was already well on his way to second base. So if that ball was somehow caught yep. in right field by Luke Hasty, he was in big trouble trying to get back. <laughs> he would even have to get back. That would have been tough right there. And the way it started the ball, and then it fell. So the humidity might be helping to make it sink some tonight. Brady Moore comes to the plate. The third baseman, number seven, right-handed hitter. Talking Rock, Georgia. Northwest Georgia Mountains. The pitch from Velos as he checks the runners. Outside, 1-0. Brady on the season, 379, 11 for 29. Two home runs, 10 RBIs on the season. The 1-0 pitch by Velos as he looks in to Brady Moore. Here's the pitch. Outside. 2-0. And, oh. and if I'm not mistaken, it's the heat that makes the ball travel more, and, it, and it's the humidity that kind of knocks it down. Knocks it down. So that's, it's, that's what would happen right there it, on the Yes. Mm-hmm. So with this game, they're kind of playing both of them. The yep. humidity's knocking it down, but the heat's also carrying it out. But with no sun, I would assume that the humidity uh, takes over most of the control. Two balls, no strikes to Brady Moore. Lilos checks the runners. Here's the pitch. Inside, 3-0. and oh. First time that he's gone 3-0 and to a batter tonight. So let's see what Brady's doing. I'm sure he's taking all the way on this one. Yeah, Velo's definitely lost some of that control that he had back in the first inning. Mm-hmm. For Brady Moore, five at-bats. Um, that was on Saturday, I believe. And he had two base hits and scored a run. Uh-huh. Productive Saturday. The pitch. That one gets away. Ball forward with the runners will move up on the walk. So two hits and a walk. To load the bases for the bottom half of the order now as Kel Strickland will come up next. Kel Strickland.
Kells and EH tonight from Watkinsville and just committed this week to Auburn University. Congratulations to Kell. Strickland is at 417 on the, on the year, 10 of 24, 7 RBIs. So what Big Kale can do right here. He's caught some this year, throwing a couple of guys out at second. The pitch. Line drive. He's going to be out into left center. It's going to fall. One guy will score. Here comes Zach Zara. Zach Zara will come in. He'll score. So a two RBI single by Kale Strickland to give the Gold Diggers the lead two to one. Wasn't super hard hit by Strickland, but dumped it right in the right spot. And shallow left center field and got the job done. It was actually hit soft enough so that both could score before the left fielder Williams could even pick it up. Well, you knew it was going to be in the ground. It was a little bit in the gap, not but enough for the left fielder to get over and get it. But it still, Zara was on the move and was able to score standing up. So a two RBI single by Strickland gives the Gold Diggers the lead. Hayden Murphy, the EH tonight, number 21. He was the pitcher of the week in the Sunbelt League last week, I understand. And he's in well, too. In just 12 at-bats, he's got five base hits. One of them is a double, and he's driven in two runs. Also walked twice. Hayden's batting 417 also. How about that? And Neil Hayden from Chula, Georgia. No, yeah, that's correct. He's also an Auburn guy. Probably talked Kell into joining him down there. The right-handed hitter awaits the 1-0 pitch. Out, oh, pulls it in for a strike. Yeah, that, that seemed a little too generous almost. <laughs> but Mike and I have seen that this year. So, uh. <laughs> it's it's kind of very different between umpires. I've seen oh, yeah. very generous strike zones and some that I mean, you could be as close as you can get and they will not give you anything, no help at all. That's right, 18 inches, buddy, that's it. The 1-1 pitch, here it is. Ground ball out to the second baseman. Jones goes over, flips it to his shortstop, shortstop. He's going to call man out over there. He was coming out, so the man at second will be out. He was trying to come out of his hand, out of his glove with it. So they're going to say that he's. Number 15, They're going to call him safe, or they're going to say he's out at second. Yeah, I thought he was. And Hayden Murphy on the fielder's choice will be on at first. So we'll have runners at first and third now. And Theo Bryant will come to the plate. 4 6 on the put out, first out of the inning. Definitely wanted that double play and definitely needed it, too. Yep, that would have helped him a bunch right there. Theo Bryant will come up from Conley, Georgia, Tennessee Tech, man. See if he can get unwound here. Theo, 154 on the season. First pitch to him is inside, 1-0. Now I'm watching Lansing Brady more. Brady's really coming down the line on the delivery, trying to make him think about it. Dempsey holds Murphy on at first. The pitch by Velos with one out. Here it is. Stayed up. They throw behind the man at first. He's safe. Barely got back in. That was close. Murphy don't need to play that far off next time. Good throw by their catcher, Kehoe, right there. Down to Dempsey. Almost got him. And lucky enough for Velos, he doesn't really have to worry about the runner Brady more at third mm -hmm. since his back's turned to him the whole time. The 2-0 pitch. Here it is. High pop-up. It will be foul when it comes down up here in the trees behind us over the third base dugout. Two balls, one strike now. To the Gainesville right fielder, Theo Bryant. We've seen Theo play all over the outfield this year. Been the EH. A little bit everywhere. 
2-1 count now. Here it is. Runner going. Ground ball. Base hit for Theo Bryan. Nice piece of hitting. Right between the five and six. Runner coming to third. He will be out at third base. I wonder if Coach is going to challenge or if he's going to leave it on. A lot of things to unpack from that. First off, it did look like he got that other foot in there before the tag. But, of course, called out. Uh, but fortunately for Brooks Parkerson at short, he was uh, darting to second base because the runner had um, stolen second. And because of that, the ball was able to creep in between uh, third and second hole right there and dumped it out in the left field. So the O'Brien getting a little help from Parkerson having to dart to second base to cover the stolen bag. Yep. So Theo's there. And... Be seven into five for the put out at third for out number two. And Kyle Henley will step to the plate from coming, Georgia. Kyle Denmark High School, Georgia Tech guy, center fielder, wears number three, and he can scoot. Kyle batting 227 on the season. Not scooting much, just six steals. You'd think it'd be more. Limited playing time, I guess, and only five hits this year. The pitch. Stayed inside, got away from the catcher, and Theo will motor over to third base. So now he got with two outs. You got to run on third. Three runs in. It is three to one, Gold Diggers, here in the bottom of the second inning. Kyle Henley stands in with a generous count of two and oh. Let's see if he's swinging away here. The pitch. He is foul back over towards the third base dugout. Coach, the skipper, both skippers. Go down there after it. Coach Eaton grabs it up. Save Coach Owens a few steps. The 2-1 pitch. Fouled off again about the same place. Coach Eaton says, I got it. Steps out and grabs it. Two balls, two strikes now. To the number 10 hitter, Kyle Henley. Henley with a foul ball over the right side this time. Good battle. Really so filling up the count here. Return those foul balls to the concession stand for a free popsicle. That's, that's they a pretty good giveaway. They tempted me on earlier. I told them I was going to let one of them do the play-by-play, and I'd run and get the popsicle. Here's yeah. the 2-2 pitch. Stayed outside. 3-2. and two. Fills it up now. I got a little more luck here. Not doing play-by-play right now. I can go grab a foul ball, come back here with a popsicle before I have to say <laughs> okay. another word. There you go. There you go. The payoff pitch. Out chopper out to the shortstop. Parkinson has to wait on it. The speed is going to beat him out and a run scores. Yeah, that speed by Henley beat out that two-hopper, almost three-hopper out there to the shortstop, Parkinson. And even with a decent arm, Kyle still beat it out by a good step down there for an RBI infield single. Makes it four to one, Gainesville. Yeah, nothing Parkinson could do. That ball hit really deep in the hole, and it takes a really strong arm to get Henley, who even with the perfect throw, I don't even know if anyone would have gotten him. And he couldn't come in on it because he had it was, it was the, the, the if it would it would have bounced over his head. I'm afraid. Bryce Roddy now walked his last time. Now runner goes, and are they in position? Out of position. This gets gets in. They throw it away at first, and Roddy's going to be safe at first. The second baseman. Jones was over to get over to it. He got back on his feet and threw it a little shallow. And looking over to see if it's a hit or an error. E3. E- That's going to give the first baseman an error. So an E3 on that one. And we'll have runners at first and third. And Matt Rose will come to the plate. Matt hit a screamer out to center field last time. Played by Zion Morse. 
Showed a little speed, came in and grabbed it. Matt wanted to get busy right here. Two outs. Runners on the corners. Matt Rose, a fly ball into right field, left field, excuse me, the left fielder double caught it. Right, man, what a nice catch by Jonathan Williams out at the warning track. He's leaned out there, and he's a left-hander, so with that right hand dove up over his shoulder and grabbed that one, Vic, for a nice What a play. God, I don't know if I've seen a play that well in summer yet. Very nice. Four runs on one, two, three, four, five hits. Two men left on base. And after two innings, Gainesville four, the Monsters won. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call Conditioned Air Systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Now, back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson. Gainesville with a four spot there in their half of that second inning there. We had five base hits. They got uh, back-to-back hits from Lewis and Zara, then a walk to load the bases, then a single that scored a couple of runs by Strickland. Murphy was out seven to five, then Theo got a base hit, scored a run, and Kyle Henley got on with a base hit. And uh, so we're up four to one now after two innings. And now maybe our pitcher, Kyle Roper, can have a little comfort zone in there. Oh, definitely three-run cushion. But can't uh, not talk about that last play by Jonathan wow. Williams. What a catch. What a dive. That was a super because that saved two runs. And I mean, a full extension, too. Exactly. He, he was on the run, and he was going towards the fence in left center. And he dove. And when he landed, he, he landed on that front part of the warning track and slid but what a great grab by Jonathan Williams saved two runs he's all 5'11 foot of them <laughs> due up now we've got Noah Jones the second baseman number 10 in the lineup Noah stands in from Wetumpka Alabama where's number 21 in the right-hander batter's box also Brooks Parkerson and Justin Velos due up for the Monsters here in the top of the third inning foul back right here below the PA man one ball, one strike. The uh, I hear one of the guys talking about the perfect game. Did you see uh, Herman? They call it spelled German, but Herman from the Yankees had the perfect game the other night. Unbelievable perfect game. What's even more crazy is he gave up seven runs and then eight runs in the two games before that. <laughs> baseball just crazy. It is. Baseball, that's what makes baseball such, still such a fun game because mm-hmm. of th- things like that. Only 24th in Major League history. And the first since 2012. So first one in 11 years, really cool stat. And the kid looked comfortable the whole time on him. He was out there, which was nice. There were three in 2012, oddly enough. Hasn't been one since until yesterday night. Noah Jones waiting on the one-two. Yes, he did. Swung lazily, makes it one and three. Strikeout number four for Kyle Roper. 
And that'll bring up Brooks Parkerson, who was hit by a pitch his first time up back in the first inning. Parkerson, as I said, from Midland, Georgia. Excuse me. Also, Sneed State Community College over in Alabama is where he plays his college ball at. He's showing Jeremiah where he got hit. It was right there on the bottom part of his forearm, he said, right forearm, when he got hit. The first pitch bounced up. 1-0. 1-0. He's no stranger to free passes. On Tuesday, he had two walks, just one at bat. Means he's got a good eye. The leadoff man for a reason. He gets on base. He's probably got a little speed on him, too. Parkson waits the 1-0 pitch. Outside corner, 1-1. Roper, four strikeouts so far, only one walk on the day. One thing I've noticed on the games of pitching, I'll get back to that in a second, 1-1 pitch. High pop-up will be out towards right field. Oh, just out of reach over the fence. Theo Bryant said, I got it. He got over there, and he couldn't jump high enough to get on that chain link fence, or he would have caught it. Just out of play. How about that? Yeah, what I've noticed is, you know, Gainesville had a stretch there a week before last. They had four games in a row of 13 strikeouts by the Gainesville pitchers. It was amazing. They had Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then, then the following game that we had last week, it was, it was on the Wednesday. They had 13 strikeouts in four games in a row. Just, to me, unbelievable, unheard of. But uh, they, they pitched very well. The 1-2 pitch now by Roper to Parkerson. Here it is. And bounced up there. And Jeremiah said, can we swap with the home plate umpire? He said, yep, we're good. There we go. Throwing stuff up here in the press box. Luckily, it's not our stuff. It's over there beside me. Two balls, two strikes on Brooks Parkerson. The pitch by Roper. Outside three and two. Fills it up now. Full count. And Kyle's had two or three of those full counts tonight, too. Vic? Yeah, he's, uh, I guess, the hit by pitch, but he walked the first guy back in the second inning. Um, luckily, got the first guy out here, Noah Jones. So, hopefully, on a better pace to get those first batters out. Playoff pitch. Swung on a missed. Foul tipped into the glove. Four out number two. Gutsy pitch by Roper going up there in the zone. It was definitely ball four if uh, Parkerson held up. But too enticing of a pitch. Well, that, that's the thing about the league is you sometimes you're like, okay, I, and you got to make up your mind in a split second. You don't have a second. You have a split second. So come on, swing or not. Justin Milos, the pitcher, now comes up. He struck out his first time up. Left-hander awaits. Ball inside. Justin from Columbus, Georgia. Got some relatives down in the Midland, Georgia, Columbus, Georgia area. The 1-0 pitch. Swung and a missed. 1-1. He's painting that fastball. Went inside Mm -hmm. first pitch, then outside. Didn't get the call on the first pitch, but really good miss anyways. The 1-1 pitch. Swung and a miss. Big cut by Velos that time. One ball, two strikes. Milo stands in. The one-two pitch by Roper. Gets his sign from Jeremiah Boyd. Here it is. Swung and a missed. Struck out the side. Three up, three down. All by strikeouts here in the top of the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. After two and a half, Gaines will leave it four to one. Four, Talking four. with Charlie King with King Green. And, Charlie, we've really got wallop with that cold weather. We really did. There's a lot of tree and shrub damage out there. 
Most of that is temporary, and it'll come back. But there's going to be some dead plants this year. Give us a call. Let us come out. We'll do an evaluation. We'll check your shrubbery. We'll see what's damaged and what's not. And then we can make a decision on whether to prune or replace. Get it done and get it done right with King Green. Find them at kinggreen.com or 770-536-7611. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson, we go to the bottom of the third. The Gold Diggers erupting, I'll say, for four runs there in the bottom of the second, looking to maybe do the same here in the bottom of the third. They lead it four to one, four runs on five hits, one error, one run, no hits, and one error for the Monsters. Due up for Gainesville here in the bottom of the third, Jeremiah Boyd, David Lewis, Zach Zara, Lead it off the 3-4 Gainesville here in the bottom of the third. Jeremiah ground out and ground into that double play back in the first inning. 4-3 to three was his put out. He grounded out to shortstop. And got Bryce Roddy out 6-4 to four and then 4-3 to, to get him out at first. He wants to atone for that, I'm sure, here in this inning. The skipper, Mike Owens, makes his track across Behind the home plate area, going over to the third base coach's box. Jeremiah, as mentioned earlier, from and you talked about his blue. He's got on his blue back gloves and his blue uh, ankle guard there and his shin guard, chest protector, and face mask and helmet when he catches. Yeah, superstitious. Uh, All baseball players are. Exactly right. Exactly right. First pitch by Velos up high to Jeremiah, 1-0. We talked about superstition a little bit the week before last, and you get into that rhythm. I may not wash my socks for a month if we're doing good, you know. <laughs> that one bounced away whatever, from the catcher. Yeah, whatever helps the team. Exactly. If you're uncomfortable, it doesn't matter, just as long as your team's winning. That's right. Two balls, no strikes. We had a kid back in American Legion ball years ago, and uh, here's the 2-0 pitch. Swung and a miss, foul tipped into the glove of Jay Kehoe by Jeremiah Boy, and he, he was that way. We get on a win streak. He would not wash his socks. And was like, dude, put your shoes on in the car and come that way. Don't take them off around us. <laughs> the 2-1 pitch by Velos. Here it is. Inside corner. Two balls, two strikes. Lights are on here at Ivy Watson. A little cloudy now. Still got that haze up in the sky. That air quality alert for everybody. 2-2 pitch. Ground ball foul. Hit hard down. Hit the front of the dugout, and we got some action going down there to the Monsters bullpen. They're going to have some guys going to warm up. Yeah, with those three guys headed down to the bullpen, there's yep. maybe a couple guys in the dugout. looks totally vacated almost. Exactly. you got two coaches sitting on the bench and one sitting out front out here. And you got one going to watch for them. Here's the pitch. Stayed inside now, three and two, full count now on Jeremiah. wonder if any of their coaches have years of eligibility left that they could <laughs> – 
come in and help out if need be. You know, it's ironic you say that because Gainesville's first base coach, Halton Hardy, actually does. The pitch stayed up high, walked Jeremiah on six pitches. So Boyd on for the first time today with a walk. And that'll bring up David Lewis, who's single to get things started back in the second inning. David upped his average. He was 222, 6 for 27. Now he's 7 for 28. Up to the point or two. Number 27 stands in there. Yeah, Alton Hardy, who's coaching first base for us, he actually had arm surgery after his pitching season this year. Has a long fly ball, going to be a fair ball, but it's going to come down and bounce against the fence. You're going to have a long single is all that's going to happen. They had to wait to see if the left fielder, uh, Jonathan Williams, would get over there to it. He was playing more towards right center or left center and had a long way to go. That one was ripped in a hurry by David Lewis, and it bounced once hit the wall and came out for a long single by David. Sometimes you get punished for hitting the ball so hard. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened to David Lewis. Very uh, different from Strickland, who got the, the two-RBI single, and he just looped it over the shortstop and much softer hit, but um, fortunately the left fielder couldn't get to it in ample amount of time to get a runner out. Zara stands in. The left-handed hitter awaits. First pitch to him is on the outside corner. Strike one. Zara. One for one, singled his last time up. Left-hander stands in from Greenville, South Carolina native. The 0-1 pitch from Velos. Here it is. Oh, didn't mean to. It's forward down to the third baseman. They'll only have one play. Third baseman Evans will pick it up, step on the bag at third for the force out. So a fielder's choice, but you'll have runners still at first and second with an out there at third. As the third baseman, Evans, picked up and stepped on third to get out Jeremiah Boyd. Five unassisted if you're scoring a home. Still runners on first and second. Brings up Brady Moore. Brady walked and scored his first time up today. Brady, 379, coming in and still there. Are you telling me the first base coach for Gainesville could go into college and be like, I got still a couple years of eligibility. Yeah, he's he still got eligible eligibility. And he plans on being back here. That's a strike pitch to Brady Moore. And I talked to him earlier this season. He said he plans on um, being back next year to pitch, depending on how his season and recovery and everything goes. Hadn't started doing any working yet, but you can see they had, had some, uh, uh, some Tommy John surgery. High pop-up over towards – out of play, but the first baseman's going over it'll bounce out of play. Just over the fence for a strike number two on Brady Moore. So yeah, Halton is coaching this year. He wanted to come back, enjoyed it so much, and he's doing the Instagram stuff uh, work for him. So he's on social media a lot. If you follow the Gold Diggers on social media on he Instagram. He doesn't look too much older than these guys. He's he's not. He's about the same age wow. most of them. The 0-2 pitch now. Brady. Strike three called. Right there at the top of the strike zone for out number two. And that is going to be strikeout number one for Velos on the day. Extra hitter number six. And now we've got an extra hitter, Kel Strickland. Kel got a base hit his first time up and got a couple RBIs. Then was out, put out four to six on the next batter from Hayden Murphy. First pitch with two men out. Outside corner. 
to huh. Kale Strickland. He did not like that call. And same thing for Brady Moore, that looking strikeout. Gave a look back at the home plate umpire. No balls, one strike. Two men out. Runners on first and second here. Bottom of the third inning. Reloads bounced it up. Good job by the catcher, Kehoe, to scoop it up. One ball, one strike. EH, the first of two EHs, back-to-back. Strickland stands in with a 1-1 count. The pitch. Almost hit him. Came inside there. Two Tigers back-to-back in the lineup, both hitting extra hitter. Yep. Kale Strickland and Hayden Murphy. Both will be at Auburn this fall. Yeah, I hope next time you see that, we'll be at Auburn in the game. The 2-1. Bounced up. 3-1 now. Well, and with Hayden being a pitcher, Kale being a catcher, I bet they'll be working on that a little bit this fall down yeah, at Auburn. We talked about it earlier, definitely. Throw mm-hmm. pins together in practice, and hopefully we'll get in the game together. Three balls, one strike. Fly ball, shallow left field. The left fielder comes over, makes the grab for out number three. So no runs on one hit. Two men left on base, no errors. So after three complete innings, Gaines will lead it four to one. Four to one. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Charlie King from King Green back with us, and we're talking about making sure your lawn has grass in it, but not weeds. How do we do that? Call King Green. Right now, most lawns have some weeds. We've had a lot of rain. The weeds are growing. King Green has the right system and the right products to get those weeds out of your lawn, get it healthy, get it green. Get it moving for the year. Yeah, you can do post and pre-emergent, right? Absolutely. Yeah, check them out. King Green Online, kinggreen.com. On the phone, 770-536-7611. Call them today. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, home of the Gold Diggers, Sunbelt League Baseball Action. And we're going. I'm going to turn it over for the next three innings to Vic Maslia. He'll be doing the play-by-play. Vic, glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you, Joe. Glad to be here. Definitely different scenery for me, being mostly at Waleska. I've been at Georgia State a little bit, but good to get out here to Gainesville. A little bit of a drive, but definitely worth it here. Good atmosphere. Good music, too. Yes, it is. Yeah, they usually have pretty good music here, without a doubt. Number two, <laughs> Luke Hasty. As you heard, Luke Hasty will lead it off for the Monsters here. And still on the mound, it's Kyle Roper. He's pitched three innings, yet to give up a hit. Has given up a run. It was unearned, though. An error by Bryce Roddy. The righty looks in. He gets his sign working from the windup. The first pitch is swung on and missed. A great breaking ball. Foul tipped in the mid of Jeremiah Boyd. Roper working quickly. Immediately ready again. Hasty awaiting an 0-1. And he swings and misses again. Most of the, what I was going to mention earlier, that uh, most of the games with pitchers work fairly quickly. Uh, Coach Carpenter, pitching coach, really likes for them to do that. 
0-2 pitch. Ground ball down the line, but it's foul. And working quickly, as long as you keep it consistent, that's that's kind of the big biggest deal, the biggest part of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any Anything that kind of messes up your mojo, but getting in the head of hitters requires you to be inconsistent, not being too predictable. 0-2. Ground ball. It's the third baseman, Moore, coming over. The peg to first base is in time. A good stretch over there by David Lewis at first base. One down for Chase Evans, who's manning third base tonight for the Monsters. Mark that as a 5-3. Evans flew out to the center fielder, Kyle Henley, in his first at bat back in the first. That ended a first, which... Plated one run. Brooks Parkerson came around to score. Or excuse me, that was in the second inning. Both or all the runs coming in the second inning so far. Big swing and a miss from Chase Evans falling to a knee. In front. He uh he, he yeah, he swung he swung out of his shoes on that one almost, didn't he? When he went down to a knee. Wow. I'm saying some guys take some hard swings this year, but that was probably the hardest. Roper looking for the same result with an 0-1 pitch. Here it is. Grounded foul, and once again, Roper ahead of 0-2. If he can keep this up, be very productive, giving up just one run, and he's breezing by the Monsters hitters so far. He struck out six so far on the evening, only walked one. 0-2 in the dirt. Good stop by Boyd. No one's on, though. And if I have it scored right, I think all of those strikeouts have been swinging, except for one strikeout has been looking. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. to Kehoe. That is correct. That one bounced up there and hit, uh, hit on the top of the thigh or the inner thigh of Jeremiah. So I tell you what, there have been a couple of games Jeremiah's took a beating back there. You've probably seen that at Waleska, too, with your catcher and, and around the league this year. Sometimes a catcher can take a beating back there, can't Oh, he? yeah, yesterday was, was pretty bad for our catchers. <laughs> Had both the defensive and on the offensive side getting hit by pitches. Oh, man. And I, it's, it's just what happens. Your catcher, you got all that gear on. The ball's going to find a way around that gear most of the time. Exactly right. I umpired Little League for a long time and was fortunate only got hit a couple of times, so I was pretty lucky on that. Roper takes a long look in. Here's the one-two. Fouled back our way. Good cut by Evans there. Stay alive. That's the one one position that I, I was a catcher when I played uh, slow pitch softball, but I don't think I'd ever want to do it when I was baseball. That's for sure. Roper, the one-two again is poked down to right field. That one is going to get down for a base hit. Chase Evans is aboard for a one-out base knock. That will bring us up Zion Morse, who reached base with a uh, walk. Number twenty-two, Zion. First hit given up by. Kyle Roper of this ball game. That's what I was going to say. Three and a third innings and first hit given up by Kyle on the day. Oh. Right here. So Morris climbs in. As I mentioned, he walked and stole a bag back in the second inning. Roper brings a fastball in the upper outside corner. Now working from the stretch with the runner on. Only given up nine hits this season in a little over 14 innings of work. Struck out uh, with a six tonight, 25 on the season. Oh, one is just a bit upstairs. 
Roper giving a couple looks to Chase Evans at first base. Doesn't seem like he'll be too much of a threat over there. But it is summer ball. Anyone can do anything they don't normally do in the regular season. Exactly right. Roper comes set at the belt. The 1-1 is swung on and missed. And a good heater. These guys in the, the, the uh, wood mat, as we know, it takes about a 1,000 swings to kind of get used to it. And some of them are just now getting to a 1,000 swings. <laughs> One ball, two strikes, a pitch from Roper just a bit upstairs. And, and even if these guys, because they do, and it's starting to become more of a thing now where... you call a warm sunny day followed by a cool rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call conditioned air systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at conditionedairsystems.com. Conditioned air systems and train keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635 Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, if we don't want to be an involuntary blood donor, what do we need to do this year? Well, call King Green, of course. Our mosquito program is ongoing. We take care of the mosquitoes in your outdoor living areas and keep those safe, hospitable, and keep most of the mosquitoes out. It really works. It's a great program. Give us a buzz. Make your time outdoors more comfortable with help from King Green. Check them out today, kinggreen.com, or just give them a call, 770-536-7611. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Welcome back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Zion Moore struck out swinging. It is Jay Kehoe, the catcher, battling a 2-2 count with two outs. Deuce is wild here. An overcast sky and game. Charlie Key. 
Roper looking in. Chase Evans still aboard at first base. Nothing's budged yet. He comes set right above the belt. 2-2 is cracked foul again, and a good at bat by Jake Kino. Roper will get a fresh pearl. 4-1 to the score. Gainesville added four in his second. Monsters got their one solo tally back in the second inning. Just one hit for the Monsters. It actually came by virtue of Chase Evans in this inning. That's where we stand now. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. The runner aboard at first. Here's the pitch. That ball's outside, and Roper fills it up. We'll have a payoff pitch to come. Roper done a good job so far. Just giving up one hit. Had run, not an earned run. Takes his head a couple times at Jeremiah Boyd. And it's going to be Kehoe who calls time after Roper took a long time. Gainesville looking to go 12-2 and two on the season. In good position now. Pitch is hit into left field, but it's foul. And I don't have the exact number of pitches in this with bat, but it's got to be upwards of seven or eight. Eight pitches so far. Keo will see a ninth. And even if he can't get himself on, it was a productive at bat. And for Roper, it's been a, a lot of pitches here in the third inning. Nothing or in the fourth inning, nothing to show for it. Righty comes set again. Runner goes. The pitch is fouled back again. He'll see 10. <laughs> that is right. If there's kids roaming around in here, there's going to be not enough popsicles to go around. Hopefully that's not the case. Three balls, two strikes. Kehoe will see another payoff pitch. 10th pitch of the at-bat. Here it is. Too far outside. And while Jake Kehoe's most definitely earned himself a walk. That will bring up Jonathan Williams, the left fielder. He's grounded out to third. It's all coming with two outs, and it looks like the pitching coach for the Gold Diggers will come out. He'll have a word with his righty. Since in trouble here, two on, two out. They've got a righty in the bullpen ready to go, or I guess just now talking. Kane Jason. 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 Kane Next batter is Jonathan Williams. He steps into the right-handed batter's box. Once again, he's grounded out of third. That's all he's done so far. If he can reach, it'll be Colton Dempsey, who reached with an error. Keo a 10-pitch walk. Roper trying to find that command he had in the first couple innings. First pitch is grounded foul into the Monsters dugout. Chase Evans at second. He's the lone hit for the Monsters. Jay Kehoe at first base. 
with a walk. Middle infield playing up the middle. That pitch is low. Boyd wanted to throw back to first, but it, I don't think anyone was over there. That's David Lewis. Here's the 1-1, and it's upstairs. And Roper was doing a good job with the first couple of innings of getting ahead of guys, and all of a sudden, these past couple of bats, he's fallen behind. It has. It's been uh, kind of a tale of two different innings. Six, uh, six strikeouts in the walk, and they've had a walk and a strikeout in this inning. That one's hit well into left field. Going back on it, the left fielder, Zara, he looks up. It's out of here. A three-run shot for the Monsters. And just like that, we've got a tie ball game here in Gainesville. Jonathan Williams sends that ball into orbit. Way back there, almost in the other field here in Gainesville. He got it all, didn't he? Sure did. Put a charge in that ball. Had a lot of height. I don't know what the nearest airport up here in Gainesville is, but I'm sure they got that on ground radar. Uh, it's, uh... It took off. The uh, 325 down the line, 365 in center. He hit that Number one. Number 27. Just the left of the scoreboard. It's all about 340, I guess. More than enough to get it out of here. And a tie ball game. The batter will be Colton Dempsey and gets the hit, but no one's on base anymore after that home run. Roper. Makes the swing and miss at that. Looks like Kane James is going to warm up a little more faster now that Roper giving up three runs this inning. But fortunately for the Gold Diggers, they've been doing a good job of getting guys on. Need to keep scoring. Now that it's a tie ball game. That one misses upstairs. Two balls, one strike. Roper working extra quick now. He fires a 2-1. That one hits the first baseman. A good pick by David Lewis. Touches first base for the third and final out. But that's all after three runs come to score. A three-run home one by Jonathan Williams. We head to the bottom half of the fourth inning. Score now 4-4. Four four. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call conditioned air systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at conditionedairsystems.com. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia cool. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call conditioned air systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at conditionedairsystems.com. Conditioned air systems and train, keeping North Georgia cool. Now, back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Bottom of the fourth inning, it's still Zion Morris for the Monsters on the mound. Throw goes down to second base. Leading it off is Hayden Murphy for 
the Gold Diggers who are in a tied ball game all of a sudden with the Monsters. A three-run homer last inning by Jonathan Williams. He's had a three-run home run and a diving catch out in left field. An amazing catch, to say the least. Good job out there. He hits a home run right after that uh, real long pitch of the catch out there that he hit in the bottom of the last inning. Murphy out of Auburn University. Facing the lefty Morris. The first pitch is low for ball one. Murphy rounded into a fielder's choice. Which all saw Kale Strickland get out. Next one's in there. A cold strike. After Murphy, it'll be Theo Bryant and then Kyle Henley. That's 8, 9, and 10 due up. Next one from Morris. Again, low. That one's through the right side for a base hit. Aiden Murphy gets a leadoff single, and the Gold Diggers are right back to getting guys on. They've done a good job of all game of giving Zion Morris a lot of traffic to deal with. Then again will be Theo Bryant. He had a single in his last at bat. Murphy now has reached twice. Morris gives him a look over there. And Theo Bryant squares around a bunt, has to pull it back for ball one. Seven hits for the Gold Diggers, just two for the Monsters, yet they plated the same amount of runs. Morris comes set at the belt. And squaring again is Theo Bryant. He drops it right down the first base line, and he's going to get there. There's no one over there at first, or first base to cover. Morris, even if he had sprinted, was not going to beat a fast-running Theo Bryant. He placed it perfectly in between the pitcher and first base. So two men up, two men already on for Kyle Henley. This will ensure, barring a triple play, that we'll see the top of the order back. Or that as a single. I mean, no one could feel that cleanly. No one was over there at first base to cover. Perfect punt from Theo Bryant. Brings up Kyle Henley. He'll square and drop it down the line, but it's foul. Theo put it in perfect place, too. He put it between the pitcher's man and first base. The first baseman had to come in and cover. The pitcher being the left-handed pitcher, Velos, when he fell off the mound, he couldn't get back over quick enough to play it. So, perfect punt by Theo. Yeah, being the lefty, his uh, momentum already kind of takes him to the third base side. So, it's really hard to collect yourself and then sprint all the way over to first base and catch it and tag and stride. This is what PFPs are for. Runner goes. Both runners. The throw down to third. He is safe. Looks like the arm of Hayden Murphy just got in there in time. So, yeah. That full double steal. Henley didn't have to do a thing, but he does face an 0-2 count. Not sure if I saw him swing at that pitch. I think he did to protect the runners, and it worked out. Morris comes set. The pitch is poked out into left field, and it's going to be caught by Williams. Murphy will stay at third base. He's not going to tag. I thought that ball might be dropping. Humidity didn't get to it enough, so it hung up there. Thankfully for the Monsters. 
over nose, but he hit it basically right in the front direction. So all the police had to do was come in about 15 feet and make the grab. It felt high with it. So Morse gets that first out. Got runners at second and third. For Bryce Roddy, he squares around a bunt, and he too fouls it away. All, all the infields playing in. Uh, yeah, now with a tie ball game, it's like runs are precious to give up. Sponsors want to do everything in their power to keep the run from scoring here. And then, like you said, we'll see if Roddy squares around the punt. Maybe not now. Yeah. The infield so far in. Let's see. He does. He lays it right in front of the catcher. The flip home. The tag. He is out of there. A great play by Zion Morris. Just flipped the glove with the ball in it. Oh, pitcher. Yeah. Justin Bayless. Justin Bayless. Yeah, down as the pitcher. But, yes, Bayless, a great play by him. So that'll bring up Matt Rose, who is out twice, both to the outfield, left field, and center field. Demos able to protect the run from scoring. A nice slip home. Just put a runner at first. That runner's going to go. And Kehoe's going to keep it in his back pocket. No throw down to second base to try to get Roddy. The bunt wasn't bad. It was a little too far right at the pitcher, um, if anything. He angled a little more towards the third or first base line. That runner might have scored. Two down. Pitch two ropes is a called strike. Dealer's choice for Roddy. And Justin Davis just one out away from escaping a huge fourth inning jam. He comes set right at the letters. Brings an 0-2 to Rose. Loops out to right field, could fall. It is. Hasty picks it up. One run already scores. They're going to hold up Roddy at third. And rightfully so, a great throw out in right field by Luke Hasty. That does play to run. The Gold Diggers go up. They're up five to four now. Rose stays hot, keeping that average well above 500. One for three so far. Now Jeremiah Boyd, who walked in his last at-bat. The last plate appearance. Grounded into a double play before that. Runners at the corners. Two outs. Bailos ready. Here it is. First offerings in there called striking out at our corner. Bailos like Roper working quickly. He'll throw back to first. I haven't really seen many pickoff moves from Balos despite being a left-handed pitcher. Seems like most would have a pretty good move. Lefty comes set. Delivers an 0-1, and Boyd just got a piece of it fouls the pack our way. Looks like Kane Jinks is done warming up in the Gold Diggers bullpen. We'll see if he comes out to take over for Roper, who had a tough or top of the fourth inning. Boy 
been facing an 0-2 count. Bayless, as of late, has been doing a great job of getting ahead of batters. 0-2 misses upstairs. That eye by Boyd laying off. Bryce Roddy over there at third. At first base is Matt Rose. And they look like they got Rose in a rundown. Throw to second base, and Rose is going to be out of the baseline. So he's trying to take the bag. Instead, Davos caught him red-handed. They throw to first on to second for the out. But the Gold Diggers do get one back. They head to the top of the fifth inning. to score now five to four games. Four Ninety-seven-five Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call conditioned air systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at conditionedairsystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back in the top of the fifth inning, it is a new arm on for the Gold Diggers. It will be Kane Jinx. He's a right-handed pitcher. We'll give you all about him in just a few moments. Gainesville got one back last inning, so it's a 5-4 to four ball game. Leading off will be Martin for the Monsters. So goes that down to second base by Jeremiah Boyd, and we're just about ready to go here at the top of the seventh inning, or top of the fifth inning, excuse me. Jinx has been in seven games, started just one, nine and a third, given up six hits, six runs, only five of them have been earned. First pitch to Martin, going on and miss. One's too far upstairs. One ball, one strike. Aner Martin, the batter. This pitch is hit well, but well foul. And even faster than Roper before, James, working extra foul. Roddy brings an 0-2. That's hit in the left field for a base hit. Tanner Martin gets things going for the Monsters, looking to at least add one inside his ballgame once again. 
Good shot makes it right there. He's one for two with Tanner Martin on the base. Kane Hinks comes in and gives up a lead-off base hit. Now, what the gold diggers were looking for after a productive last two bottom halves of the inning. There'll be Noah Jones, the second baseman to bat. He squares around to bunt, and he fouls that back. So, looking like they're getting a couple ideas from Coach Owen. Well, went off the boat, uh, catching mask and the umpire's <laughs> mask, and Jeremiah turned around and looked at the umpire and was like, you didn't catch that? <laughs> yeah, twin killing right there. Jones swinging what looks like a pink bat. Squares around again. He gets it down the first baseline. Oh, this is a beauty of a sack. Fun. Fielded cleanly by Lewis. Slips the first. It's not in time. Rose was there, but a late transfer. And we'll see if this is going to be an error or a base hit. And it's going to be a base hit over with Jones. A speedy leg. Legs out a single. So. Like you say, took a little... Uh little flu there uh, when copy Coach Owens put on the bunt there and uh, that is to leg it out there if he runs on first second one. That'll bring up the top of the monster's order in Brooks Parkerson. He's been hit by a pitch and he struck out swinging. And he's now up with two on and nobody out. Monster's looking to make some noise. Pitcher Jinx comes set. First offering is upstairs to Parkerson. After him would be Velo and then Hasty. And with nobody out, we'll look, maybe see even Evans, who started the last inning with a single. He squares around the bunt now. Gets it down the first baseline. It's, hard. it's hit hard, but there's no one covering first or second base. And it looks like Bryce Roddy, the shortstop, was covering third, even though Brady Moore was already over there. And for Matt Rose, well, he was put in a hard place because he didn't know where to go. Second base was not occupied. First base was not occupied because David Lewis, the first baseman, was coming in to field that uh, bunt. And it looks like it was hit pretty hard for a bunt, and they might have had a play if someone was at second base. If, if, Matt, if Matt could have been at first, they would have got him or maybe second. But he would have had to turn all the way around. I think he would have had a better chance at first. And anyway, a good bunt that time by Parkerson. That'll bring up Bayless, the pitcher, and a little extra on that fastball from Kane Jinks. On that play with the first baseman charging, it's the shortstop covering second and the second baseman going to first base, none of those of which happens. 0-1 misses down low, and the Monsters dugout, a little rowdy down there. Yeah, a little noise from their dugout. Jinx comes set. Here's the 1-1. One, one. Foul back our way. One ball, two strikes. Ace is full of monsters. But Velo's trying to help himself out. You don't hear that a lot. Yep. MLB going to designated hitters. 1-2. The pitch is swung on and missed. Velo can't do that. That's changing. Gets him with the heater. One down, base is still loaded. That'll bring up Luke Casey. Big strikeout right there for Jinx, for sure. Looks like he had a little extra on that fastball, the both fastballs he threw. Hasty will bat. He's grounded out and flown out. 
Corners in, but the middle infield back. Playing double play depth. Popped up back our way. If you're listening, you've got nothing to do. Come down here, collect a couple foul balls. You get yourself a couple of free popsicles. Oh, one is foul tipped. No balls, two strikes. Jinx all of a sudden ahead of Hasty. And if you can get him, it'd be two out. Halo's last inning had a lot of traffic, but just gave up that one run. Had a really good play at home plate to get a runner. Hasty behind. 0-2. Popped up foul again. Good at bat, trying to stay alive. Here in the top of the fifth inning, things have slowed down a little bit. Pace has slowed down a lot, yep. Jinx brings another 0-2. Swung on and missed right over the top of the fastball. That takes care of Hasty. Two down. Back-to-back swinging strikeouts. And it's Chase Evans, the third baseman. He singled to get things going back in lasting the fourth. After that, Morris struck out, but then it was a wall or two-out walk from Kehoe and then a three-run home run by Jonathan Williams. Now things up at four games. They'll took the lead last half inning. Looking to defend that lead here. A great block by Jeremiah Boyd. We've mentioned his veteran presence out there as a grad student last year. By the way, he carries himself. Saves a run surely there. And then playing third base. It's a called strike. One ball, one strike. Roper gets the pitch he wants. Here it is. Ground ball to second. Matt Rose is going to go the easy way to second base. And that'll get the third and final out. So the Monsters load up the bases, but they can't get a run in. The score remains 5-4. to four. We head to the bottom half of the fifth inning. The Gold Diggers coming up. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Charlie King is with us from King Green. And, Charlie, I often hear you talk about aeration. I'm wondering, why is that so important for the lawn? Aeration relieves compaction in these heavy clay soils. It'll also let some roots grow. It just makes your lawn healthier and happier all year long. Please give us a call when you can at 770-536-7611 or kinggreen.com. Take care of it, folks, because they know what they're doing. Over 35 years locally owned and operated by this guy right here. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Bottom of the fifth inning, the Gold Diggers will come to bat and... Good job by Kane Jinks coming in for Kyle Roper. He did load up the bases, but was able to get Chase Evans and get out of that inning somehow. Yeah, that was he did a really good job. I, I, 
back in our back my stuff all day, we say it's a trap. And it's, uh, maybe we're just trying to get uh, the monsters excited there, loading the bases, and then getting two strikeouts and a brown ball or something. Definitely deflated their momentum, yeah. So it's still Justin Velos. He hasn't given up a run since the last inning. Gave up just one run, but even that was a success in itself. He almost had the bases loaded. He had two on a couple of times, both in runners, both runners in scoring position. He's looked pretty good so far, giving up those four runs. That one sails high, two balls, no strikes. As I said, it's really good for being a position player coming in short notice, I'm sure. Too well, just get the piece of it. Yeah, he wants that one back. And with Baylor's not being a you know a real pitcher here in the Sun Belt League and probably not where he plays college ball, and he might get another one that looks enticing. Yeah. Next one, that one was a pretty beauty. Two balls, two strikes. Baylor's filling it up. Two-two is chopped foul. Oh, good play by Owings over there. Yep, the skipper makes today. Built off the same baseball back to Delos. Nine hits now for the Gold Diggers. Just one more run than the Monsters, who have five hits. One error for both teams. Two-two found a corner. Boy did not like the call on that. He'll put his head down as he heads to the dugout. One up, one down for the Monsters. David, two for two today. Four to run. Way back in the second inning. Both singles, not trying to do too much with it. First offering to him skips up there. The last single. And a lot of parts might have been a double, but he hit it so hard and got down there so quick and that's all they got was a single out of it. Coming into the game, Lewis, winning 222, gone up since the start of this game. That ball misses upstairs. Two balls, no strikes. Yeah, as you mentioned, that ball hit by Lewis should have definitely been more than a single. Hit so hard, going on and missed, but unfortunately, you don't get rewarded for hard hit balls. This one's lined down the third base line. That'll go all the way to the wall. Lewis rounding first base, heading into second. It's a stand-up double, a one-out double for David Lewis. The Gold Diggers back in business. So that'll bring up Zach Zara, the left fielder. He is also singled. Grounded out to third. So that'll be it for Velos. Johnny Eaton will come out, take the ball from him. We'll take a little bit of a break here and bring you the new pitcher for the monster. We'll take a pitching timeout here, and uh, you're listening to Gold Digger Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. 
unless you call Conditioned Air Systems now. Hi, this is Brooke, and these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd, to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball is on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, we had a pitching change, and now Dawson Fuller comes in for the Monsters. Dawson is from Wetumpka, Alabama, plays at Southern Union State Junior College. you have any stats on uh, Mr. Fuller? I sure do. He's pitched seven innings so far in five games, giving up seven hits. Two runs both earned, five walks and four strikeouts. He'll come on to replace Justin Bayless, who will remain in the game as a extra hitter or designated hitter, whatever you want to call it. Four is a left-handed pitcher. He will face the left-handed batter, Zach Zara. Good decision by Eaton, putting in the lefty to face the lefty Zara. First pick is popped up. Center field, a can of corn for Zion Morris, who barely has to move. And he has that for the second out here. Two down, suddenly the Gold Diggers' momentum a little bit diminished. That'll bring up Brady Moore. Moore has walked and struck out. Gold Diggers still lead, looking for some more insurance. Fuller comes set. First offering is a cold strike. Like I said, just five games he's played in. Oh, one is just a bit inside. Seven innings besides a couple guys who pitched just one inning. Um, the second lowest. One, one. Swung on and missed. Looks like a changeup. Sailing away from the righty batter, Brady Moore. Looks like a beauty. One ball, two strikes. Fuller trying to send the Monsters back, back out there. Try this ball game. One, two. Swung on and missed. It looks like another changeup. That retires the Gold Diggers. They get one on, but they can't get one in. Of course, still five to four games they'll lead when we come back. After five What do you, do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. 
unless you call Conditioned Air Systems now. Hi, this is Brooke, and these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd, to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Top of the fifth inning to lead it off for the Monsters will be Zion Morris, Jay Kehoe, and then Jonathan Williams. Williams had the three-run homer back in the fourth. That made it a tie ball game at four apiece, and then Gainesville got one back there in the fourth inning. He stands five to four ball game. Gainesville up to throw down to second base. Just about ready. On the hill is Kane Jinks out for another inning of work. Took over for Kyle Roper. Loaded the bases, three straight singles, but then got two back-to-back strikeouts and then a ground ball to second base. First offering to Morris is a called strike. Next one just misses up high. One ball, one strike. Next one is low and away. She brings it 2-1. That's so foul. Live again here. You got it, Joe. That one is a bit low. Three balls, two strikes. Sorry for the technical difficulties over here. Yeah, the comrades got a little warm there and just kind of cut out, but now we're good to go again. Full count pitch is popped up into center field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. Zion Morris dumps in a single. He leads off the inning here. Another leadoff base hit. Same thing happened last inning, but for Kane Jinx, that was no problem as with the bases loaded, got three straight outs. That was huge last inning. Yeah, they um, the, it was after he got the bases loaded to get those three up, three down there. That was really, really clutch to keep the score at 5-4 Gainesville. Jay Kehoe will bat. He had a 10-pitch walk in the fourth inning. Squares around a bunt, and he reaches out. And barely gets a piece of one in a foul ball. That was a good at bat by Kehoe, the last one up there. Went uh, fouled off, what, like seven pitches or something like that? Had to be. Yeah, so really good at bat for him. Looking for another one here. Didn't start too well. He lunged out of the strike zone to foul tip a ball. Jinx takes a look over at Zion Morris. He'll throw back there. The ball gets away. 
And it goes all the way to the fence right near the dugout. Retrieving it is David Lewis, but standing at second base now is Zion Morris. Just like that, Monster's another guy in scoring position. I think that's going to be an E1. Yep. E1 is the call. That pitch, or that throw, way too high for David Lewis to try to corral. And three innings in a row, the Monsters have, or no, excuse me, back-to-back inning where the Monsters have gotten the lead-up guy on. Popped up. Shallow center field. It'll be the shortstop Bryce Roddy to call off the outfield, and he'll make the grab. Roddy, nice job out, probably about 15, 20 feet in the, in the grass. Number Both Zach Zarr and Kyle Henley coming in to back him up, and he made the one-handed grab. So one down. That will bring up Jonathan Williams, and he had the big blast. The three-run home run back in the fourth inning, and that ball was sent into orbit. He, yeah, he crushed it. It was either on top of or over the batting cage out there beyond the left field fence. He, he got all of it. He got inspired by that long diving catch he made out there right before that, didn't he? Gosh, he... That catch was even more incredible than the home run, I have to say. Morris at second, takes a big lead. The first pitch is low. Got to think that Zion Morris is a threat over there at second base, regardless of how many stolen stolen bags he has so far in the season. Mm -hmm. Jinx the righty comes set. Second innings worth of work. He fires a 1-1, almost hit the batter. Inside, it's just inside for a ball. Ten hits for the Gold Diggers, six for the Monsters, but just a one-run game. A big hit from Williams, plating three runs. 2-0. Just missed. Struggling a little bit about Kane is in this inning. Not the one out, but he's got a runner at second via the hit in the air. Now he's 3-0 on Williams. Try to throw a strike, and he does. He gets the outside corner. Jonathan Williams was heading or took a step down to first base trying to sell that ball. He can't, so three balls, one strike. Looking around the rest of the Sunbelt League, Brookhaven Bucks up 2-1 to one over the Columbus Chattahoots. That's at Oglethorpe. Home game for the Bucks. The 3-1. It's in there called strike. Good job by Kane Jinx. He's right back in it. Payoff pitch to come. Morris taking some big secondary leads over there at second base. Williams awaiting a payoff pitch. The runner goes. Throw is upstairs. The throw down is in time. And he is out. Had to wait for the official call. But from up here, it looked like they got him by a good bit. So Morris is caught stealing at third. Unfortunately for Kane Jinx, that ball was upstairs, like I said, and that's a walk to Jonathan Williams, which will extend the inning for Colton Dempsey. Nice throw right there by Jeremiah Boyd to get it down there to Brady right in a good spot, right in front, so he slid into the tag. Great throw by Boyd, right on the money, and all Moore had to do was put himself in the right position, catch the ball, and he didn't even have to move his arm to tag. First pitch is a called strike. Morris seemed to slide right into the glove as it was mm-hmm. placed perfectly by Boyd. Colton Dempsey is the batter. 
If he can reach, Tanner Martin will bat. Jinx trying to see him next inning. Oh, one is another called strike. No balls, two strikes. Monsters trying to notch things up at five at least. That's in the dirt. Throw back to first, and that gets way oh, away from man. David Lewis. A wild throw from Boyd, and heading to third base is Williams. The ball kind of got away from Theo Bryant. He finally collects it, throws it in. Mm. E2, guys. E2 will send him down a two-base error. That's the third error on the night for the Gold Diggers. So a big miscue by Boyd. He launches a ball all the way into the Gold Diggers' bullpen. Not exactly what you wanted in that uh, situation, huh? That ball's cracked foul. One ball, two strikes. Colton Dempsey awaiting a 1-2 pitch. Jinx shakes his head no. Now he gets the sign he wants. 1-2, skips up there. Boy gets it. Here comes the runner. He is safe. This ball game is tied. Just got away from Boyd, unfortunately for him. Just a little too far. I think they'll rule out a pass ball. I would think. So we'll see the official scoring on if it's a pass ball. Wild pitch is what it's going to be called. I think that was the right call and because it looked like Boyd did everything he could to block that ball up, got his knees down and his chest in front. And unfortunately, a lot of times those balls are off-speed pitches, so the speed on it kind of makes it dart left or right depending on what off-speed pitch it is. 2-2, Two -two. just misses. The speed and the rotation on the ball. It hits the dirt, it might take a hop the wrong direction. So all that, Boyd... Tried to do everything he could to keep it in front. Fortunately, a run scored. Popped up. It's out of play foul. Monsters liking this fight by Colton Dempsey. A long at bat. Jinx probably sick and tired of battling the batter here. Ground ball to first base. David Lewis has it. No problem. He's going to take it himself. Close play, but he got him. The Gold Diggers hold the Monsters after just allowing one run. The score is now 5-5 five to five after the pass or the wild pitch from Kane Jinx. We head to the top of the six or the bottom of the sixth inning. Bottom of the fifth inning, right? Bottom of the uh, sixth. Good time, bottom of the sixth inning. Yep. All tied at five. We'll be back in just a moment. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Talking with Charlie King with King Green, and Charlie, we've really got wallop with that cold weather. We really did. There's a lot of tree and shrub damage out there. Most of that is temporary, and it'll come back. But, but there's going to be some dead plants this year. 
Give us a call. Let us come out. We'll do an evaluation. We'll check your shrubbery. We'll see what's damaged and what's not. And then we can make a decision on whether to prune or replace. Get it done and get it done right with King Green. Find them at kinggreen.com or 770-536-7611. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Welcome back here at the bottom of the sixth inning, Gainesville. Now tied with the Monsters, 5-5. Five to five, A wild pitch from Kane Jinx. Scored a run. Extra hitter, so the Gold Diggers Beckler. looking to take the lead once again. It's been back and forth. Monsters got on the board first in the second inning. It was 1-0. And then four unanswered runs from the Gold Diggers until the Monsters scored in the fourth inning with a three-run blast. Gold Diggers followed up with a run. And then the Monsters themselves. 5-5 five to five is where we're at. Dawson Fuller fires a ball for the first pitch here. Fuller, a left-handed pitcher, came in last inning to relieve Justin Velos. Well, no misses upstairs. Batters, Kale Strickland. He's the extra hitter tonight. He's flown out and singled. Next one misses outside. Working in a hurry, this left-hander is. Sure is. Quickly delivers a 2-1, and that ball's misses. Three balls, one strike, a hitter's count to Kale Strickland. Behind him is Hayden Murphy, then it's Theo Bryant. Lefty brings a 3-1. That's nowhere near. A five-pitch walk and a leadoff walk for the Gold Diggers will bring up Hayden Murphy. And just what Gainesville needed after giving up the run last half inning. Yeah, they needed to get a man on there, so they might try and push another run across here. Brings up Hayden Murphy. Hayden, one for two on the day. Singled his last time up. Grounded into a fielder's choice in the second inning. That single was in the fourth. Squares the bunt, throw back to first base, and in there safely is Kale Strickland. <clears throat> Strickland switching from Georgia to Auburn now. Mm-hmm. That ball's outside from Fuller. Two balls, no strikes, and he's had a lot of command issues so far this inning. He's pitched just one ball. And seems like he maybe should slow down a little bit. He's working, still working really fast. 2-0 is popped up foul. It's another good pitch from him. It's going to be out of play over the first base dugout. Decent little crowd here tonight as the weather's held off. Warm, muggy night here at the Ivy Watson Lanier Point Complex out here on the lake. I like how there's no really stands. People bring their own chairs or you have chairs provided mm-hmm. for them and kind of can sit wherever you want. Couple sets on either side, and that's it. Two ones in there called strike, and I don't think Hayden Murphy can believe that. Looked like it might have been a tad bit high. That or inside. Two balls, two strikes nonetheless. Fuller trying to find some better command. Here it is. Way too high. No command on that one. Heading down to second base is Kale Strickland. He's standing there. A wild pitch. That was... uh, 
what they say was it, uh, just a bit outside, I believe, out <laughs> right there. That yeah. was just a bit high. High and outside, went all the way to the screen. Didn't catch it, didn't have a chance at that one. Lefty comes set. Here's the payoff pitch. Line foul. We've had, I compliment the Gainesville crowd this year. We've had good, good turnout at all the games. Even last week when it was threatening rain and had a good crowd up till it, uh, till we had to call out uh, with the rain out in the second game. And um, might uh, compliment them on have coming out and watching the Gold Diggers supporting them this year. Another payoff pitch to come for Hayden Murphy. Fuller comes set. Here it is. That's down and inside. And another walk. Back-to-back walks will bring up Theo Bryant, who has singled twice tonight. Yep, Theo trying to bump it up a little bit here. He's got uh, two singles, stolen base, and scored twice this evening. Last time was a beautiful bunt single between the pitcher's mound and first base. And the corner defenders will come up first and third will come up to the right around the edge of the grass now. Beautiful bunt for a single in his last at bat. See if he squares around. He does not. Takes the ball low. Corners are in middle infield playing for the double play. Nobody out. But we've seen both team monsters and gold diggers getting out of jams, big and small. Mm-hmm. We have. Defense and pitchers right, right at the right time. Got the pitch they needed. Fuller brings a 1-0. That's hit down the line and a fair ball into the third baseline. Scoring is Murphy. Coming around now is Strickland. He is going to score. A two-RBI double from Theo Bryant makes it a 7-5 ball game. Just like that, Gainesville takes the lead. And, when, you know, we, Mike and I talked about that we've been waiting on Theo to break out. It's 3-3 three for three tonight. Got like four RBIs, stolen base, scored twice. Big night for Theo and Buddy. I'm pointing at you right now. Good job there, number 15. Great night for him. Two singles and a double. That'll bring up Kyle Henley. And it was Kale Strickland to score before Hayden Murphy. Mm-hmm. But both of them did score. Swung on and missed. Fuller right back to it. Gets the sign he wants. Here's the 0-1. Yes, 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 yes. That ball gets away. Moving up 90 feet is the O'Brien. Assume that's a wild pitch or pass ball. I'm pass sure. ball. Yep. Yeah, it's a pass ball. That yep. could have been corralled by Kehoe. Fortunately, was not able to. He and the pitcher Fuller going out and having a little chat, making sure they got their. I'll say ducks in a row or signs in a row or whatever. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, whatever's supposed to be in a row yep. is not. With nobody out and a runner board at third base, two runs have already come across the score and infield is up. Try not to let another one come across. Kehoe able to block that one up better. It stays in front, but it's still a ball. Two balls, one strike, and Fuller still missing that command. He's been a little while. That came in last inning and did pretty good to the two batters he faced. And a little bit wild this inning. 2-1. Swung on and missed. Two balls, two strikes. Henley, one for two on the evening. Single back in the second, then flew out in the fourth. 
Starting to get dark here in Gainesville. There was never no sun as that ball's fouled back. But wherever the sun is hiding behind the clouds is starting to set. Yeah, it's about time. It's 8.43, so about time for it to be setting. And we've missed the rain, thank goodness. There was some glob coming, but it's all dissipated, it looks like. 2-2 is fouled back. A good at bat by Kyle Henley. Mm -hmm. Gainesville dugout. Giving him some encouragement over there, trying to match the Monsters dugout energy. Mm -hmm. Got a lot more bodies over there in Gainesville. You, sh you yeah. should think they'd be a lot louder, but the Monsters uh. have put together some noise when they're batting. Infield still in. Here's a 2-2. Two, two. two far inside. Three balls, two strikes. Another full count pitch from Dawson Fuller. This game slowed up a lot since the first couple of innings, even with the four-run inning back in the second for the Gold Diggers is still pretty fast of an inning. That ball's grounded foul again, a long at bat. That's three or four foul balls that Kyle's hit, and so he's staying staying in there. Just spoiling pitches. Fuller trying to figure out a way to get him out. First out's always the hardest. Ground ball, and it's off the glove of Chase Evans. That first out's going to have to wait. Most likely will be a single. Home scoring over here, of course. We'll give Kyle Henley the base hit. Yeah, single guy did okay, good deal. So a single and an RBI for Kyle Henley. He's two for three on the day. And a tough play it would have been for Chase Evans either way, having to dive to the third base line. And here comes Johnny Eaton, the coach for the Monsters. He'll take the ball away from Dawson Fuller. There'll be a new pitcher coming into the ball game. We'll tell you all about it. We'll see you on the other side. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call Conditioned Air Systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Now back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. The monster, John Lugering, who we saw briefly last week, the left-hander comes in. Lugering is from Marietta, Georgia, and undecided on his college ball. A senior, or excuse me, 6'1", 200-pounder. Throws left, hits left. And so everybody's visiting down at second base. The four infielders, and Lugering's warming up with his catcher, Jay Kehoe. So Gainesville came back in here this inning. Uh, Vic and got three big runs so far. Uh, with only uh, with nobody out here in a runner on. Yeah, definitely a different inning from Dawson. Fuller just didn't really have that same command. He walked the first two batters, gave up a loud double to Theo Bryant, plated two runs, then Kyle Henley with that single down the line off the glove of Chase Evans. Lugering comes into this game only pitching just five innings. He's given up three hits, 
two runs. Only one of them has been earned in four walks. He has that, those six strikeouts. He is another lefty coming to replace the lefty Dawson Fuller. He's got a little sidearm action, too. That last one was sidearm, and that one is, too. So we'll see how that bodes for him. Some pitchers uh, resort to that sidearm for specific pitches, maybe a slider or Number something four. he's trying to get to oh, run job. horizontal Bryce more than vertical. Bryce Roddy yep. now at the plate for you, Vic. Top of the order for the Gold Diggers. Bottom feeding the top. Still here in the sixth inning. The runner at first, Kyle Henley, is still Fuller's responsibility. First one from Lugering. Catches the outside corner. Has that three-quarters sidearm, it seems. Not fully sidearm. No Peter Moylan submarine, but he sure is close. Tucks that shoulder right at the face. He'll throw back to first, and they're safely... Is Henley with no slide. Bryce Roddy has walked, reached on an air, and a fielder's choice. Oh, one's cracked foul, so three plate appearances has not had a hit, but has been on every single time. Yep, walked his first time, and then error the second time, fielder's choice the last time he was up. Roddy with a Bryce Harper-like stance, that front foot way far out, touching the back of the line, and they're going to call a balk on Lugering. Mm -hmm. And those are so small sometimes, you could barely see it, and maybe just picked up that back foot that was on the rubber. I mean, any minuscule mo movement is going to be called as a balk. That's just how it goes. So Henley moves up 90 feet. He's at second base now in scoring position. That's what happened in one of the MLB games the other day with the guy throwing. He didn't think he did anything, and he actually stepped off with it. He was a right-handed pitcher, stepped off the mound. He didn't think he made any kind of move at all, but you could see his left leg move. 0-2, and he chases an off-speed pitch. Looked like a slider that darted out of the way of the strike zone. That takes care of Bryce Roddy. Coming up will be Matt Rose. He had a single in his last at-bat. Beautiful off-speed from Lugering. I'm not sure of his arsenal, but that looks like a slider, a sweeping slider, too. Chris Sale-esque. So Rose with a single and two flyouts. He was caught stealing after that single back in the fourth. Good throw down by Kehoe. One down, first pitch called strike. Gold Diggers have pleaded three runs this inning to break the tie. Theo Bryant brought in two. Kyle Henley brought in Bryant. He stands aboard at second base. Lugerin gives him a look. Goes to the plate. That ball's in the dirt. A good stop by Kehoe. Good scoop right there as it bounced up there to him. Good job. The quickness and awareness and the glove work of the catcher during the summer league is uh, really impresses me. Kane Jinx catching up in the bullpen, trying to stay loose after what's been a long bottom of the sixth inning. 
Lugering trying to get his team out of it. Come set, back pick, throw to second. Ooh. And good thing Brooks Parkerson got a piece of that. And it seemed like Henley was right in the way of the throw. He had no, and Parkerson had no idea the ball was coming until it just hit his glove. Him and Kyle just kind of joking with each other there. He said, hey, you got in the way, dude. And he almost did. I thought it was going to hit Kyle in the back as it came in there. You can't really fault Lugering. Nope. You assumed that Henley would slide, mm -hmm. but he was so close to second base, he didn't need to. Lefty brings a one. It's outside. Two balls, one strike. Much different at bat to Rose than Roddy, where he was way ahead the whole time. And three straight pitches retired him. As I said, Jinx keeping his arm loose over there. Luckily, to get to the bullpen is much easier than college ball. 2-1. A called strike. Now, I'm sure some college teams have the traditional Oakland A's type bullpen where it's right down the line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes it very easy to go from dugout to down there. You don't have to stop the game or anything. Don't have to go between innings. Usually after Sab, you know, they don't have anybody down there watching right now, but they're not really involved in hardcore warming up. They're already warmed up. He's just doing some long toss to keep loose. 2-2. Two -two. Swung on and missed. Back-to-back -back swinging strikeouts. Takes care of the first and second batters of the Gold Diggers lineup. That'll bring up Jeremiah Boyd. And John Lugering's coming to this game, and he struck out the arguably the best couple two hitters for this Gold Diggers team and now has to face Jeremiah Boyd, but he seems very comfortable out there. Yeah, he does well. And the thing is, he's kind of setting them up. You know, he'll get a couple of balls on, then he's throwing one at one of the sideline pitches and he's coming in and is too close to, to uh, let go. And they'll swing at it with a strike or two and boom. And then you got a strikeout for sure. So two, after um, three runs, a walk by the other pitcher, Lugerin's come in and struck out two in a row. A face Boyd, the catcher. Runner goes. Throw down to third base is in time, but the tag is not there. The throw is a little bit high, and I think Henley was able to split the glove of Chase Evans and tag with either his left or right hand. Either of which, a good job, an elusive-like move to mm -hmm. get around that tag because the throw looked like it beat him. Pretty good throw. It was. It was. It was up a little high. That probably was what uh, caused him to be safe. One ball strikes the pitch to Boyd. Just misses. Two zero to the veteran backstop for this Gold Diggers team. Middle Tennessee State. Facing a 2-0 count, here it is. Ground ball, it's chopped to Noah Jones at second base. He feels it cleanly, throws to first, and that will retire the Gold Diggers. But they played three runs. The score is now 8-5. to five. We head to the seventh inning. A whole new ball game here in Gainesville. After I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Charlie King from King Green back with us, and we're talking about making sure your lawn has grass in it, but not weeds. How do we do that? Call King Green. Right now, most lawns have some weeds. We've had a lot of rain. The weeds are growing. King Green has the right system and the right products to get those weeds out of your lawn, get it healthy, get it green. 
Get it moving for the year. Yeah, you can do post and pre-emergent, right? Absolutely. Yeah, check them out. King Green Online, kinggreen.com. On the phone, 770-536-7611. Call them today. The Gainesville Gold Diggers play here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. Welcome back. Here it's 8-5 to five in Gainesville on the mound for the Gold Diggers. It's still Kane Jinx now with the rest of the play-by-play. Here's Joe. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, sorry for the little uh, snafu that we had there last inning, last couple innings, but we got it fixed. Hopefully the Comrex heated up and hopefully it'll stay cool. As the, it's a little cooler outside now. Hadn't had any sun all day to, to heat anything up. So we'll have Tanner Martin, Noah Jones, Brooks Parkerson here in the top of the seventh. Martin, one single and a strikeout, one for two on the day. See what he can do when he comes up. Jink still on the hill, and Jeremiah Boyd still behind the dish for the Gold Diggers. Besides the Comrex, the one thing heating up is the Gold Diggers. Three yeah. runs last inning. They played at eight so far, and I don't think they're done yet. They needed to uh, uh, come back after that uh, miscue there they're getting, and they did have a couple of walks. And then a single or a double uh, scored. Then we got Theo in, so it's nice to get those three runs in for sure. All right, Tanner Martin steps up. King Jinks first pitch to him is called strike on the outside corner. 0 and 1. Kane with a couple of good hard fastballs. That one's high. 1 and 1 now. Got a little while back in the last inning. They scored a run. Struck out a couple earlier, walked one last inning. There's a ground ball out to the shortstop. Roddy picks it up, throws it over to Lewis for out number one. 6-3 on the put out to start the top of the seventh inning. We'll bring up number 21, Noah Jones, the second baseman. Noah is one number two also on the day. Struck out his first time, single the last time. Stranded at second when King... Scared us and walked the uh, bases and then uh, our single, 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 and then a 4-6 and then two strikeouts. And then a fielder's choice to get out of the inning. See what he does here in the top of the seventh inning. The pitch. Strike one outside corner by Kane Jinks. A little bit of activity going on down in the Gold Digger dugout or bullpen. The pitch. High and inside, one and one. Eight runs, 12 hits, three errors for the Gold Diggers. Five runs, six hits, one error for the Monsters. The pitch. Upstairs again, two and one. And another pretty long at bat. That's kind of what we've seen here tonight. Just mm-hmm. really long at um, play appearances for these batters that last at bat was kind of the one exception mm-hmm. ground ball in the first couple of pitches out to second or out yeah. to short you, know, you mentioned a while ago Vic that uh, seemed like the, the pitching in the innings went along pretty quick even though we got four back in the second inning the two one swung on a mist make it two and two seemed like it was zooming around along and then all of a sudden about the fourth inning it just kind of slowed down and it's not really the runs it's it's just the style of play a lot more mm-hmm. free passes and long at bats yep exactly right the 2-2 pitch. Uh, foul ball out of play. Remains 2-2 two and two with one out. 
here in the top of the seventh inning. Jinx looks in, steps off the, the hill, throws a ball out. Evidently, he didn't like that one. So they're going to get another one from the umpire. <laughs> Looks like it's Corbin Little, the lefty, warming okay. up for the gold diggers out in the bullpen. All right. Coach Chris Carpenter comes out and picks up the discarded baseball. 2-2 pitch. Going to be a ground ball. Look at the third baseman, Brady Moore, come over. Throw over to David Lewis. Oh, it's going to be an error on somebody. And we'll see who they're going to call it on as it got by David Lewis at first. E5. E5, what's they're going to call? Good call by our scores up here. The, Definitely throw a little bit low. Really tough pick 16, uh, it would have taken for yeah. David Lewis to grab that ball. David would have, yeah, exactly. You'd have to have a Matt Olson or a Freddie Freeman over there, I think, <laughs> to pick that one up for sure. That was a throw that kind of dived on him or dove on him, however you want to say it, and went down towards the ground. He couldn't get it up. All right, one man on brings up Brooks Parkerson. Brooks is 1-4-2 on the day. Hit by a pitch back in the first, struck out in a single in his last time up back in the fifth inning. Only two left-handed pitchers for the Gold Diggers, I, I see. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The pitch. Bounced away, a runner will advance. That'll be a wild pitch for sure. As Noah Jones advances to second, that one hit way out in front of the plate and bounced away. A couple of wild pitches tonight. You can tell we haven't played in a few days. It's uh, sloppy at times, isn't it? Yeah, oh, you know what? I've seen the same thing over, you know, across the games I've announced. Just sloppy play, pass balls, wild pitches left and right. And they really take a toll on the game itself. Mm -hmm. A lot of runs start uh, building up, coming from those wild pitches and pass balls. And before you know it, you've got a double-digit game, and it's because of those pass balls and wild pitches. That one's high. Makes it 2-0 and oh now. Well, and the thing is, what I've noticed this year is you may have some quote-unquote air quotes there, sloppy play, and then all of a sudden they'll shut them down. You know, you'll have a game where you'll have no errors and, you know, score seven runs. You just really play well and eight hits or some crazy line score, you know. The pitch, outside corner, 2-1 and one now. Four errors for the Cold Diggers, and they're still up by three. And that's the thing is, even with these errors, uh, and pass balls and wild pitches. They happen so frequently, some games, some games they don't, that it really... Whoa. High fly ball. Deep left. That ball's going to be out of here. Two-run homer. They've cut it to one, Vic. Mm-mm. It's just about to say that those wild pitches and pass balls, like I said, can take a toll on the game, but, but sometimes it doesn't even matter. It, it's the long balls and hard-hit balls that turn out to be the difference maker, and tonight definitely so because we've seen some runs come in via the pass ball and via the wild pitch and with those errors, but really the difference makers have been these home runs. For the Monsters, for this the monsters, one. For the Monsters, for sure. Yeah, for mm -hmm. the Monsters, I mean, that this one to make it a one-run game, the last three-run homer to make it a tie ball game. So despite these errors, despite these pass balls and wild pitches, it really has been the hard-hit balls that have been the difference maker because the Gold Diggers, mm -hmm. um, obviously one error for the Monsters. The Gold Diggers have gotten there and manufactured their own big-time base hits that have played a big run. So looks like Owens is going to make a trip to the bullpen, it seems. Yep, and Hank Smith will be the new batter. We'll come back in just a minute and give you all the action. Let's make sure that Micah is. He's going to take the ball, and we have a relief pitcher coming in for Gainesville. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. 
What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. Unless you call conditioned air systems now. Hi, this is Brooke. And these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Now back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson, got a pitch and change and a new backer coming in, Corbin Little. Left-hander will come in for games on number 10. He's pitched only in four games, 3.2 innings. Big ERA, but the left-hander going to get some work right here and try to shut them down. They've scored a couple of runs this inning. It's 8-7. to seven. Gold Digger still with the lead. Let's see what they can do right here. It looks like Hank Smith, number 24, left-handed hitter for Chattahoochee, is going to come to the plate. He's from Cartersville, Georgia. He plays his college ball at Jacksonville State University. Bats left, throws right. Let's see what he can do right here. It looks like Justin Valos is going to take over for the first base coaching duty. Ah, okay. So he's officially out of the game. That's yep. probably the best guy you can uh, put up there. Yep. But just let him do a little bit of everything. Now he's going to go down there and coach tonight. All right. He started out pitching in deation. We've seen him in the outfield last week, and now he's down coaching first base. And arguably, he's got some of the most important jobs on this Monsters team. Eating in the two-hole, he's yeah. the pitcher, and then now he's the first base coach. Yep, for sure. And for him, he went four innings. He did give up nine hits, five earned runs, three walks. But for a guy who's you know not an actual pitcher, that's not too bad versus a really deep Gold Diggers lineup. Yep, and he, you know they, they've got a – all the guys that hey, if you hadn't pitched much, you're still kind of working on your stuff and your summer ball because you may have only pitched a few innings, just like Corbin here. Let's see what he can do and get off. Maybe he'll get off to a good start here in this half inning. And as he comes in with one out, two runs in, trying to keep it at that, keep it eight seven game. As Hank Smith now will come to the plate. Number 24 is Hank Smith, left-handed hitter. Corbin Little's curveball stayed inside, 1-0. Little, one of the two left-handed pitchers for this Gold Diggers team. And, yeah, like you said, a high ERA, but not much of a sample size, just three and, a two, three and two-thirds of an inning. Mm-hmm. God, gave up eight hits and seven earned runs. Really got beat up there. One low pitch by Corbin. Ground ball on Matt Rose. Got under his glove for a base hit. So a solid single that time by Hank Smith. Right by Matt Rose, our second baseman. Now to bring up Luke Hasty, number two. Right fielder Luke. Number two. 0 for 3 today. Hasty. Looks to keep the inning going now. Pitcher's best friend, either a strikeout or a double play, would be nice right here. See what will happen. Hopefully he can get one or the other. 
Little looks in, gets his sign from Boyd. Here's the pitch. Yes, he did. Did he go? No, they said he didn't. And a halfway swung, but didn't cross that threshold, that line, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that was a good call by the home plate, or the first base umpire, I guess. The 1 0 count with one, one down here in the top of the seventh inning. The pitch. Down low, 2 0. Yeah, Little struggled with his command early on and mm-hmm. gave up a single to just or Hank Smith. And Hank Smith or coming in to this game and seeing a new pitcher, having sat for the first sixth inning, it's really tough to mm-hmm. find right. a base hit. Exactly. The pitch. Good scoop right there by Jeremiah. Risky mm-hmm. scoop. Mm-hmm. Went with that backhand instead of getting down on those knees and trying to block it up. But it worked out, I guess. Yep. 3-0 count now with one out. Two runs and one on. Smith at first. Hasty is the hitter. One out. The pitch. Outside. Walked him. So now you have runners on first and second. And one out. It'll bring up Chase Evans. Evans. Number 15. One for three. Where's number 15, third baseman? Another left-handed hitter in their lineup. Bayless getting a lot of accessories over there as first base coach. Mm. A lot of guys to reach. All that stuff just wrapping around you and everything. You know it's a good inning when he's having to basically catwalk to the dugout. (laughs) Pitch is called strike. Broke nicely across from the Middle of the plate to the outside part, strike one, 0-1. He's got all the shin guards and gloves wrapped around him over there, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And looks like the gold, the gold Diggers' bullpen is up and ready again, buzzing. Mm-hmm. The 0-1 pitch. Right Ooh. at him. He hit him. Oh, my He'll goodness. pick it up. He's going to throw to first a lollipop, but luckily David Lewis is over there and gets the out at first. they got to get him out The of man that hit him pretty hard. That was a line drive boom, and he's walking off and hit him on his throwing arm, too. So they're probably going to change pitchers. We'll see as he did a nice job oh, stopping it, God. but he's in a lot of pain. That line drive caught him on his throwing arm. And so the trainer comes out along with the skipper and the pitching coach right now. And I'm pretty sure Corbin will come out. Let's see what they're going to do right here. Yeah, there's just no bother leaving him on the field. you got to immediately take him out. That mm. that ball's hit so hard off the bat yep. of Chase Evans. And the wherewithal to pick up the ball and throw it to first base. Exactly it's what I was thinking there. Hardest right. things to do in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, Kept his presence about him. Yep, they're going to they're gonna make the call to the bullpen, I believe. Let's give it another few seconds here to make sure they are for sure. Yeah, it looks like uh, the next guy up is getting the last few tosses. Good thing they had a guy up. I think it's Maddox Thornton. I think I saw that number 17. 17. Yeah, it looks like Maddox. So he'll come in, and unfortunately for yep. um, Little, it's going to be it for him. We will take a break right here. You're listening to Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. We'll be back after this. Talking with Charlie King with King Green. And, Charlie, we've really got wallop with that cold weather. We really did. There's a lot of tree and shrub damage out there. Most of that is temporary, and it'll come back. But there's going to be some dead plants this year. Give us a call. Let us come out. We'll do an evaluation. We'll check your shrubbery. We'll see what's damaged and what's not. And then we can make a decision on whether to prune or replace. Get it done and get it done right with King Green. Find him at kinggreen.com or 770-536-7611. 
I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Maddox Thornton comes into the game tonight. Pitched uh, in seven games, 14 innings, ERA of 1.28. He struck out 18, only walked three. He's given up 12 hits. Uh, we saw, we've seen Maddox several times. Mike and I have this year. Vic and uh, he's a. Uh, it's more hot than cold, obviously. You look at his strikeouts, but he had one rough outing a couple weeks ago. Uh, he blew the save, but they wound up getting the win when they went into an extra inning there and got the win that night. But uh, he can throw it, so we'll see what he can do. The right-hander, and hope sure does. I sure do hope that uh, Corbin Little's all right. Boy, he took a shot, line right. Oh, God. And he, and he, he followed through with that left hand. It was right there on the left forearm where he caught it at. So, uh that he was, like you said, he had the wherewithal, the presence of mind to get it and throw it over there to David Lewis. And that you know that when he did that, the sting was still on, but it had to be hurting for sure. And he'll go out, the trainer will check him out good, and hopefully he'll be okay. And now Maddox hopefully can finish this thing out tonight for the Gold Diggers as they lead it 8-7 to seven here in the top of the seventh. Yeah, one the scariest things that happen in baseball. I mean, you talk about hit by pitches in the head, but what about those balls off the bat? We've seen now with exit velocities off the bat being 95 to 100. And that, I mean, that's just with MLB guys. I mean, you're seeing guys hit 95 on average. I mean, you're seeing the biggest hitters, a lot of Braves hitters, I might add, have been hitting balls at 110 miles per hour off those wood bats. And I don't think that one's 110 off the bat of Chase Evans. But, but surely, harder than 90 miles per hour, that ball's hit right up the middle, and he really got a piece of it, too. Yep. He, he got all of it. It was, a, it was a hard hit ball right at him. It was a line drive. It didn't bounce. Uh, it, it was a line drive boom, and with his throwing motion, he had come through, and his left arm was basically right in front of him, and you really can't dodge or duck or anything at that point. You you, know, you can't get out of the way, and boom, it hits him right there on that left forearm, and, you know, uh, he, he makes the play. Good yeah. on him. Oh, wow. Oh, boy, Looking seeing- at a picture, that they up here, sent it up here to Colton, and they've already, well, he's got the laces on it. Yeah. That's you can see the laces where he hit it. Wow, right there below yeah. his elbow on his left arm. That'll wow. be a big old raspberry tomorrow, yeah, I'm sure. He's lucky that didn't hit his elbow. For real. That For is real. one of the worst spots to get an injury, that elbow or the shoulder. Well, he'll be on the injured reserve for a few days, and hopefully that thing will go through the soreness and all that stuff. All right, do you up with uh, two men out now, Zion Morris. Zion is one for two today. First pitch. It's a call strike on the inside corner. Ooh, that ball almost that hit him. It was. It was right on the inside corner. As uh, Morris kind of, he doesn't really crowd. He doesn't crowd the inside part of the plate, but that was inside pitch there. Here's the second pitch. Ground ball out to Matt Rose. A little four hopper. Rose over to Lewis for out number three. So they get, they stop the bleeding right there. Eight, seven in the middle of the seventh inning. We'll be back. Right after this. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? 
a breakdown waiting to happen unless you call Conditioned Air Systems now. Hi, this is Brooke, and these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, we're in the middle of the seventh inning. Gainesville Gold Diggers leading it 8-7, eight, eight runs, 12 hits, four errors, two of them very critical errors, seven runs, six hits or eight hits out there for one for um, the Monsters. The two, five, six, seven, eight hits for the Monsters and one error. All right, pitching for them, John Lugering, 32, the left-hander still in there, throws a little sidearm. All-speed stuff, and uh, got a little odd motion there, but throwing his sidearm, that would happen. David Lewis, Zach Zara, Brady Moore do you up for the diggers here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And I don't know if you saw, but Corbin Little did have the ice already on his arm and wrapped up, so he's in the dugout, taking good care of him over there. I don't know if you saw, but... Um, Owings called the team together. Look, they're all crowding around the dugout. I don't know if it's a seventh inning stretch type of thing or maybe something to tuck up the team. This is a close game. All of a sudden, eight to seven to score. So, not really yep. sure. Maybe try to get him to pump up a little. Uh, say a little prayer for him, and maybe everything be good, and that'll that'll help there too. So, uh, David Lewis will step in. David is three for three on the evening. Love to keep that average going. Keep it going there, Mister David. Sidearm. Stays outside and swung on a missed by Lewis. 0-1. Doubled his last time up. Was left stranded at second. Neal one pitch. Here it is. Right down pitch. 0-2. Lugering. Got a little deceptive movement there and all-speed stuff. So, yeah. That, all of his pitches, and this is what happens with sidearm pitches, they've got tail on them. Every mm-hmm. pitch is not straight. That's the thing, and that's why it's full in these batters. <laughs> yep. 0-2 pitch. Yep. It's that, that tail. You see it, and uh-huh. it, it's very obvious. It kind of looks like it's straight, and then it kind of dives out of the way. It's like an automatic cutter. It's like, a, you know, a Mariano Rivera cutter. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. that good. <laughs> but to give you a little picture, it's like that pitch every single time. One-two count now on David Lewis. Pitch from Lugering. Here it is. Foul back over the top. We, When I was down at Georgia College in the early 80s, I was a trainer for the baseball team, and, and we had a, a long, lanky right-hander, Leighton Cornell. Leighton was about 6'3", 6'4", and uh, he was one of those that threw sidearm. And here's the pitch outside. Makes it two and two. And Layton's pit, he was one of those that his, his hand would almost, he was probably six inches off the ground when he released it. Ooh. And uh, he was he was a very effective pitcher because you go from a hard-throwing hard pitcher to that, that really fooled everyone. Swung uh-huh. on a missed. A little off-speed pitch. 
struck him out. And it's hard to tell exactly what pitch it is. And, and it might not even be an off-speed pitch. It could be his two-seam fastball. And we know from two-seam fastballs that they're supposed to uh, tail a little bit. But especially with a sidearm pitcher like that, pretty much every single one of his pitches is tailing away. And like you mentioned, uh, that guy you were a trainer for, just six inches off the ground. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> it's Peter Moylan-esque, right? Mm -hmm. Zach Zara, left fielder. Zach, one for two, one for three on the day. Singled and scored way back in the second inning. Flew out his last time up. Greenville, South Carolina native. The pitch. And that was one of those, you just, that looked like me throwing the ball. I mean, <laughs> that one just he released it, and it wound up over here. The catcher had to jump up there in the right-hander batter box and grab it. Yeah, your coach just tells you, just throw the ball. That's <laughs> what you do. Don't aim it, right? That's right. 1-0 pitch from Lugering. He didn't know whether to go or not on that one. That was one of those that kind of tailed in there. And it, he's got a little funny leg kick. When he let go of that, that back leg just kind of flops back there too. So the 1-1 pitch now by Lugren to Zara. Here it is. That was a little high, 2-1. and one. Now think about sidearm pitchers that they get in trouble with. It's very hard to get velo on the sidearms. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard to pitch fast because you're coming out at that angle. When you're coming over the top, it's easy to let that thing go and really let it ride. But with sidearm, it, it's just really tough. And with the tail of the ball, when that ball is not moving straight, because the straighter the ball is, the faster it's going. Mm -hmm. So every time that ball tails, it's losing velocity. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you can execute pitches and put them where you want, it doesn't matter how hard you can throw. That's right. Two balls, one strike. One man out here, bottom of the seventh inning. Lugering's pitch. Swung on a miss. A big cut by Zara. Two balls, two strikes now. Walks away a little, little kind of disgusted as he takes his helmet off. Steps out of the batter's box and comes back in now. 2-2 two -two pitch to Zara. Here it is. Gets wood on it. Fouls it over the third base dugout. But he did get wood on it that time. First time that's happened in this inning. Yeah, with these sidearm pitchers, you kind of just get lost as a batter trying to find that ball. It's just, mm -hmm. it seems like it's going every which way but into your bat swing. <laughs> Where you want it to go. The 2 2 pitch by Lugering. Here it is. Ooh. There's a line drive out to the right fielder. He's going to get over, and he makes the grab. That was Luke Hasty right at him. He had to go over about 20 feet. To his left, makes the grab for out number two. Number seven. Yeah, and a good bat on ball by Zara. When you get, when you piece up a side armor with the one that's tailing, and that ball kind of tails right into your bat. Yep. That that ball could go a long way, but it's really hard to you know barrel that ball up, and he just missed it barely. But a really good swing on it, and luckily for Lugering, I think uh, once again that tail in the baseball got him. Brady Moore now comes up, the third baseman, all for two on the day, a walk and scored way back in the second. First pitch to Brady's outside. Brady made a couple of nice plays over third base, coming in hard, having to charge on slow choppers out in front of him, not going towards the shortstop, cut him off and threw him out. The 1-0, there it is. Swung on the mist. Swung right through a pitch that coming across the outside part of the plate. Yeah, it started right over the heart of the plate, and it looked like a good pitch to hit, and last mm -hmm. second, darted out of the way. One ball, one strike. Moore awaits the 1-1. One, one. Mm -hmm. Swung and a missed, one and two. Everything's working for Lou Gring right now. Mm -hmm. 
And this is exactly who the Monsters need to hold the Gold Diggers in place, get their one, two, three innings, and send the bats back up. You notice Lugering's ready to attack. He went off the mound, got a handful of rosin, came back up there. The one, two now. Here it is. Ooh, a little flare out towards Jones. Jones, slow roller, picks it up, throws on to his first baseman, Dempsey, for out number three. So they go one, two, three here in the seventh inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on base here. After seven complete, the Gold Diggers lead it, eight to seven. Talking with Charlie King with King Green, and Charlie, we've really got wallop with that cold weather. We really did. There's a lot of tree and shrub damage out there. Most of that is temporary, and it'll come back, but there's going to be some dead plants this year. Give us a call. Let us come out. We'll do an evaluation. We'll check your shrubbery. We'll see what's damaged and what's not, and then we can make a decision on whether to prune or replace. Get it done and get it done right with King Green. Find him at kinggreen.com or 770-536-7611. I know you have lots of outdoor plans for the summer, but make sure you take care of yourself with a trip to Riverside Pharmacy. They have everything you need from sunscreen to suntan lotion to the things you need to soothe those horrible sunburns. Plus, they have all of the -the over-the-counter and prescription needs for those pesky summertime allergies and colds. So before you hit the road for your vacation, make sure you stop by Riverside Pharmacy across from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Gainesville Gold Diggers Baseball on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, we go into the top of the eighth inning. Gold Diggers lead it by one. Maddox Thornton still on the hill for the Gold Diggers. You'll have up Jay Kehoe, Jonathan Williams, and Colton Dempsey for the Monsters here. Williams, they'll have to make sure they, they pitch carefully to Williams. He hit that first homer of the night for the Monsters. That three-run shot to tie it up way back in the fourth inning. Have to pitch him carefully then. Yeah, he really got a hold of that baseball, and you're right. Have to pitch around him carefully, but I think it's the right guy to do it in Maddox Thornton. He looks really comfortable coming in in relief for Corbin Little, who is doing fine, we presume, in the dugout. He's got ice on that arm over there after the comeback. Got him right on the pitching arm, so we'll see how long he's out for. I'm sure day-to-day. That throw goes down to second base, but Jake Kehoe will lead it off. I, I'm thinking right now, I'm just getting the feeling that this game's going to start to speed up a little bit after that last Jake half inning. Lugring did a great job, and I feel like Thornton's very comfortable here, and I think it'll be another quick inning, but it is the meat of the order in 6, 7, and 8. Yep, let's see what they can do. Is Jake Kehoe from Salem, Alabama steps in, the left-handed hitter. One of about 7 or 8 tonight. The first pitch by Maddox is outside, 1-0. and oh. One thing about Maddox is he throws it hard. He's got a good enough curveball that he can catch him off speed a little bit there. The 1-0 pitch now to Kehoe. Here it is. Outside, 2-0. Sure is bringing it. You're right. He Mm -hmm. does throw hard. I mean, that's got to be low to mid-90s, right? Kehoe is 0-4-2 tonight with a walk and a run scored. I'd say upper 80s, probably maybe 90. That's a one hit out into left field. Theo Bryant goes back, <laughs> kind of did this number like he lost it, and then steps over, makes one more step backward, caught it yeah, for try, out number one. Trying to deke with nobody on. <laughs> maybe maybe practicing for when guys are actually on. Yep, exactly. That's what he's doing. Might be practicing that. There's been some really good ones. I remember I looked at this video. I think it was the Braves, and I had never seen it before. It was before my time. But, oh, I think it was versus the Twins in the World Series maybe, and we didn't score a run. And mm-hmm. um, 
one of the second basemen like pointed at second like the ball was going to come in there, which made one of our runners uh, hold up. Uh, and eventually yep. didn't score. Yep. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Williams now the batter, number 34, left fielder. Made a great grab and a home run tonight, three RBIs. He is one for two with a walk. Scored a couple runs. 2-0, and oh, or 1-1 one and one now to Williams. That uh, You have to go back and look at the YouTube channel and see that dandy catch that he made. Oh, God, yeah. Way back in, Definitely the, going back in the third inning, man, alive. High chopper. Will anybody get it? No, look at that. Moore comes over, throws a BB. Did they get him? No. Pulled him off the bag, but that was off the plate, and Brady had to come way in. He grabbed it and came down in one motion and slung it over there, but the speed of Williams gives him an infield hit. Yeah, and that's one of the loneliest places out there. You see that ball chopped so high. You're just waiting for it to come down. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you could do. It's not like you can grow a pair of stilts and go up and get that ball. you got to wait <laughs> for it to come down and make the best play that you could, and that's exactly what the third baseman Brady Moore did. Unfortunately, like you said, Jonathan Williams, the speedster, um, was able to beat it out. But at least for it, um, for Brady Moore at third, that wasn't kind of an in-betweener. There was only really one play, and that was to wait on it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you're going to either have to – you know, wait for it to take a big hop, or you're going to scoop it right off the ground. Um, so at least he didn't have too bad of a decision to make, but there's really nothing else he could do. He had to wait on it for sure. Now Colton Dempsey comes up. Colton, it's a high fly ball, left center field. They're going back, and that ball's up against the wall. One run, they're going to send him. They're going to send him. No, they're going to hold him at the last second, so a double. Good, two good relay throws in. One from Henley, and then the other from Bryce Roddy to hold the runners at second and third on a big double by Colton Dempsey. Yeah, and a really good decision by uh, the Monsters coach, Coach Eaton, out there. Yep. He waited till the last second, and that's unfortunately what you have to do. Yep. He wanted to send them so bad, but he saw that throw was just perfectly online. And luckily enough, his runner, Jonathan Williams, was close enough to him and not too far away that he could give him that late stop sign because he would have been hosed at home plate. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Tanner Martin now comes to the plate, grounded out to the shortstop, big swing and a miss at an inside fastball. 0-1. Need to hold him right here. The infield is in for the diggers. Look that man back, make sure he doesn't come make a play towards home or try and throw him out one of the two. Oh, they're going to call a balk. A balk is called, and they're going to move everybody up 90 feet. Yep, here comes Owens immediately. Yep. And there comes the skipper is going to come out and have a talk with the third base umpire and say, what did he do? And because I don't know what he did. I didn't see it either. And like we said, so, that, that bulk lasting is so subtle. You just can never tell sometimes. Nope, Coach Owens having a long decision, a long discussion, excuse me, with the third base umpire. Yeah. The two umpires kind of meandering down that direction. Yeah, if I were the that umpire, I'd want some backup with the tall Owens staring me down. Yeah, well. Oh. And Coach Owens had something to say is that both of them walking away from each other. I think he's might have used the word terrible in there. But either way, it is now tied at eight with the balk. Walk and got the run to come in with the balk. Eight to eight. Runner at third, Tanner Martin on, one man out here in the top of the eighth inning. Martin stands in. Oh, that's a pinch hitter, excuse me, number eight. 
is at the plate. Mezzanade. Mezzanade. Nicola Mezzanade is batting. My, my bad, folks. Mezzanade. And in the top of the eight, a pinch hitter. 0-2 to him. The left-hander awaits the pitch from Maddox Thornton. Time called. Mezzanotti steps out for a moment. Now he comes back in. Mezzanotti, he has not recorded a base hit yet here in the Summer Ball League. Squared to bunt. Going to be foul as it comes down to our catcher. 15 at bats. And my boy, going to be out number three. Tried to bunt no. with two strikes and bunted it foul. And that's a strikeout. That's how it'll go in the books. So, strikeout from Maddox. First one of the night for him. Two outs now. That's the big thing. There's two outs and brings up Noah Jones. Comes to the plate, and number Mez 21. Mezzanate still looking for that elusive first hit. He's had 15 at-bats, which is about half of the most. Mm -hmm. So he's had a you know, a good bit of at-bats to get that first hit. Just can't seem to find it. The pitch. Outside corner, strike one. Now you think about Mezzanate coming in for one sole purpose, and that was to bunt the ball, even with two strikes squaring around. So mm -hmm. that's kind of just his he one might, job. He might be the best bunter and just... Didn't get it done right there. Here's the pitch. High fly ball, deep uh -oh. left field. Our left fielder going way back. That ball is over the fence. Home run. A two-run homer, and they take the lead, 10-8. to eight. Monsters lead it. That's the third home run of the night from Monsters hitting Vic. And I tell you what, they've hit all of them very well. Ooh, that ball. And that one is the same one as Jonathan Williams hit so high up into the air. It's almost like anywhere that's going that ball's going out because it's hit so high it just keeps traveling there's nope. it's, you just keep, can't seem to find room in the outfield for that ball to be held you know in the park and now all of a sudden 10 to 8 like you said three home runs all coming by the monsters mm -hmm. um and look at that 10 hole batter he's yep. batting 10 tonight that 10 that's exactly right brooks parkerson now number 16 brooks parkerson right hander will come up he hit a home run his last time up two run home run I'll tell you what, the uh, ebb and flow back and forth. They scored three now and go take back the lead. Back and forth game in Waleska last night. Same thing here. That pitch is outside. 1-0. and oh. Maddox Thornton. Hey, uh, I, I said he was going to be good, so I definitely jinxed that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Getting out of this end is a key right here. Inside corner call. Strike one and one. But. For the Gold Diggers, fortunately, they've been scoring runs. I yep. mean, just like these monster hitters. So, honestly, I, I think it's going to be um, it's going to come down to how many innings do we have left, really? Because mm -hmm. they're going to score enough runs. Well, luckily they got the last bat. So let's see. There's a high chopper. Roddy comes over and grabs it, throws a BB over to David Lewis for out number three. But they get three runs on one, two, three. It's the big one, the homer by Jones. And it is 10 to 8. Monsters in the middle of the eighth. We'll be back right after this. What do you call a warm, sunny day followed by a cool, rainy one? Springtime in Georgia. And what do you call switching your system from AC to heat and back again? A breakdown waiting to happen. 
unless you call Conditioned Air Systems now. Hi, this is Brooke, and these kinds of stresses on your system is why a spring tune-up from one of our technicians is a smart call. So make yours today at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us at ConditionedAirSystems.com. Conditioned Air Systems and Train, keeping North Georgia cool. Sunbelt League baseball fans, mark your calendar for Monday, July 3rd, to come watch your very own Gainesville Gold Diggers take on the Waleska Wild Things at Ivy Watson Field in Gainesville. Then after the game, watch the best fireworks show in Georgia. First pitch is at 635, Monday, July 3rd. Visit gvillegolddiggers.com for more information. Again, gvillegolddiggers.com. Now back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Ivy Watson Field, got to go get them gold diggers right here, Vic. They're that trail now, 10-8. to 8. Going into the bottom of the eighth, they would like to go ahead and score some runs. Kale Strickland, Hayden Murphy, Theo Bryant. Yeah, 7-8-9, due up for the gold diggers. It's going to be tough. Lugering looked really, really <laughs> solid last half inning, and or last inning, I guess, against the gold diggers. They just couldn't touch him. That well, was that's what thing. I was going to say. He's, he's pitched very well that last inning, and like I said, couldn't hardly teach him. Had, had the one fly ball to, to right yeah, field, and it was a decent hit, but the ball tailing away if he couldn't get all of it on there. So Kel Strickland will come to the plate. Kel is one for two on the day, walked and scored his last time up. New Auburn commit will stand in, looking for his second hit of the evening. Lugering looks in. The left-hander gets set. The delivery outside, 1-0. I think they can just wait on him. He might get in trouble and want some guys. Yeah, we never tell. With the tail of the, uh, all these pitches, it's hard to really get balls where you want it, and it's kind of like you have to, I guess, overcompensate. You think you want a ball on the outside, you've got to pitch it starting on the middle. Mm-hmm. That one's low 2-0 now. And when you do that, you might accidentally start inside, and that mo- ball might drift over into the middle of the strike zone and vice versa i mean anything right. could happen you try to start middle you start outside that ball keeps going outside it's never a strike 2-0 pitch now to strickland call strike inside corner two and one there's a good pitch from lugering to get back into the count that's what you worry about you get ahead 2-0 on this guy and he just comes right back with the heater and just paints it perfectly a little bit of breeze from right to left now 2-1 pitch Stayed outside. They're asking me if he went. And he did not. Great decision by Strickland to hold up. That is so hard. It's hard to do. It's really hard because that yep. ball starts and it's it's right of the middle of the plate, right maybe a, a little bit outside, yep. and it just it ends up and it's totally not a ball. But mm-hmm. it, it, for the longest part, for ninety five percent of that ball's journey, that's a strike. <laughs> three one pitch. Strike on the inside corner. Three and two now. Fills it up. Kel Strickland. He's really solid. That that pitch looked like the one before the last one. Mm-hmm. It's right where he wants it. Left-hander Lugering comes set. The payoff pitch. Yep. Strike three called. Same Inside pitch. Inside corner. Looks like the same pitch for out number one. And he's just so comfortable out there. Took a big, deep breath as he came set. Mm-hmm. Not working from the windup. Some guys like to do number it different 21. ways. and Whatever way and it's working for him. Right. He is exactly. just pounding the zone, and yeah, he got to three balls on that, but maybe it was just a setup to get Strickland. Like we mm-hmm. said, you can't throw all strikes. Hayden Murphy now comes to the plate. Hayden is one for two on the evening. Singled back in the fourth. 
Walton scored back in the sixth. First pitch to him is a ball. Checked his swing just in time. Yeah, it looked like he was trying to punt, which is pretty hard with a sidearm with this kind of yeah. tail. For real. The 1-0 pitch. Here it is. Ouch. It's just that is nothing one you can do with that. Nothing you could do. It's on the outside part of the plate and mm -hmm. tailing away from you. You, you, you just got to let that. You got to watch that ball. I hope you get in there, a better pitch the next one. One ball, one strike. That What's one's in the other box? One ball, two strikes. Let's go. One man out. Mm. That's Murphy. unfortunate. Murphy stands in. Looking to get a rally started here for the Gold Diggers. The one, two. Here it is. Ball inside. And a little low. Two balls, two strikes now. And he probably threw that pitch since he was ahead in the count to set up this pitch. The 2-2. Two -two. Here it is. Foul ball. Good job by Murphy to hang tough. You're exactly right. He did use that last one to set up that pitch, which was a, a perfect strike and a good job by uh, the batter, Hayden Murphy, just to get a piece of that baseball. And Now a 2-2. Two -two. We'll see what Lugren goes back to. Haven't really seen one of those sweeping sliders much this inning. Lugering set the pitch. Ball three. Hmm. Catcher thought it was a strike. He hopped up, made a hop and a skip like he's going to throw it down to third and didn't hear the strike call, so guess what? That was a ball. A little low, a little outside. Full count now to Hayden Murphy. Hayden stands in. The right-handed hitter awaits the payoff. Kept battling, hit it over the first base dugout. Still three and two. Good fight by Murphy, just getting a piece of it. He looks a little uncomfortable chasing balls like that away. Hopefully he'll find either a mistake by Lugering or just a bad ball by him. The payoff pitch again by Lugering. Here it is. Came inside, ball four, walked him. Yep, there's your bad ball. Mm -hmm. And he good good patience right there by Hayden Murphy to wait and wait and wait and let him finally do that last pitch inside. Now Coach Eaton is going to come out and visit his left-hander. I don't know. He's had some action down there. A right-handed pitcher been throwing. Let's see if he takes the ball from him. Oh, they're just going to visit right now. Yeah, I think even with that one uh, miscue at bat to Murphy, Lugerings mm -hmm. looks really solid, I think. You know what they say, every time you open that bullpen door, it's just another pitcher that could give up a huge inning. Yeah, exactly. You never know. You know, in Lugering, like you said him in a few minutes ago, he's uh, he pitched well the last half inning and um, got the first guy on strikeout and pitched that pitcher, that bat batter, good. Uh, Murphy just hung in there and waited on that pitch to be a ball inside on a 3-2 count. Now Theo Bryant, who has stepped up in his 3-for-3 three three tonight. Coach Eaton taking a long time to get back to the dugout. Probably wasting time for that pitcher down in the bullpen to get ready. Waiting, yep, buying some time for him. Theo Bryant will step in, three for three, scored, been on three times and scored three runs. Need that to happen again right here, Mr. Theo. Landon Johnson, the righty warming up in the bullpen for the Monsters. The pitch. Strike call on the outside corner. 0-1. No balls, one strike, one man out. Bottom of the eighth inning. Diggers trail by two. 
The 0-1 pitch by Lugering. No, he goes to first. And not not close, really, as Murphy able to get back over there with the throw coming. He pulled his first baseman, Dempsey, off the bag. So one man on, one man out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Pitch to Theo Bryant. Here it is. Low, one and one. Looks like the Golders have to get another catcher over there in the bullpen as they've got two arms going. Yeah. They've, um, Both righties. We've got three on the, three or four on the roster. So, Kale Strickland's a catcher, and then we've got one more. The 1-1. One, one. one hit foul rip, but foul down the third baseline right past the skipper, Mike Owens. And our... Uh, our catchers are, are Jeremiah Boyd, Logan Murphy, and Kel Strickland, so they probably got Logan and Kel down there warming up. Oh, interesting. It, mm-hmm. I think it's Brady McDevitt and Brady Moore warming up for yep. the Gold Diggers. Well, we've had Brady McDevitt has pitched this year. The one-two pitch. Here it is. He held off. Good job. Two balls, two strikes now. On the Gold Diggers right fielder, Theo Bryant. Two-two. Lugering looks in, gets his sign, comes set. The pitch. Outside. Three and two. And that was in the right, the left-hander batter's box where the catcher had to reach across and get it. Probably was a good thing for Theo because he did have to reach across his body so far. The payoff pitch now to Theo Bryant. High chopper, the third baseman, waves him off. He picks it up, throws it over, bounces it up. He's going to be out there. Now they've got him, uh, Murphy in a rundown. They go to third, to first, back to shortstop. Shortstop's running. They throw it at the last oh, second. Hit him. It hit him in the back, and they started to send him home, and they didn't. They're going to call him safe. And, no, they're not going to send him home as he's going to stay there. He went in standing, and the ball hit, hit him, hit Hayden. And now time is called. So it went back about four tosses there, and Hayden caught a break as the last toss hit him back in the, in the shoulder and bounced away. 